Hello and welcome to the Cinema Dump, the first show of 2014. And it, this is, as I hinted on the Facebook page of the day, a very momentous occasion. Because I have, on my left... Will, hello. And on my right... Adam. They're both here, both of them in the same room at the same time. They're not the same person. Yeah, my, my Tyler Durden theory hasn't panned out. No, it hasn't. It hasn't at all. And as I think I mentioned to you uh, last time, Will, I do feel a little bit like my wife and mistress have just met. Oh, brilliant. Um, accidentally. But, which raises the question, who's who? I would what say to your real life wife as well. She doesn't matter. She's <laughs> not part of this equation. <laughs> yeah, I'd say you're my wife and you're my mistress. Are we a bit of rough? Yeah, I'm a bit of rough. You yeah, would yeah. fucking say that. You're always saying shit like that. <laughs> this is why we don't go out. <laughs> anyway, the idea of today's show is, uh, well, it's it's something we talked about last time, didn't we? Will we were, we were kept hinting that what you know we were going to do a little bit of a review of the year uh, on mm. last show, and we just didn't bother in the end, did we? <laughs> No Christmas happened, and you yeah. Know. Well, we were going to actually do one on the show, weren't we? We were going to do like a little segment at the end, but we got yeah. too busy talking about superheroes. Well, one show usually, as usual, became two shows. It did, and then we we're like, we can't carry on. No, we'll, def- we'll fuck it off till next year. <laughs> that is true, and I do believe we were recording another show later in the day. Yes, we were. We uh, were. Oh dear. Um, anyway, right. So yeah, the idea of to today is we're just going to have a little chat about stuff we saw in 2013 and stuff we are looking forward to or. Maybe not looking forward to seeing in 2014. Yes. So, as usual, we'll start at the beginning. What have you seen? <laughs> now, um, there was a few films. This happens every year. This there's, I look back and there's a few films. And I look at that they were released in uh, January. And I kind of think, why are they released? They feel like they came out too long ago. Yeah. I, like, the first couple I've got here that I saw were uh, Les Mis. And Django Unchained, and I don't feel like they came out in twenty. It it's the Oscar rush, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it is. They, they bang all the all the prestige films into the new year. Yeah, and then uh, we get another Paranormal Activity. Li- oh no, we're getting Paranormal Activity January this year, aren't we? Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> if you don't want to sit and wank yourself to death to bollocks, then um, you could go and see some good films as well. What I was trying to say was, we normally get shit the rest of the year, like Paranormal Activity. But yeah. then I remembered we're getting one in the prestige season this year. Yeah. Oh dear! Um, did either of you guys see any of the the big the big guns? Saw so, saw so Django, saw so Django. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's good, fun. Um, I I remember Spike Lee getting pissed off with it, uh, but <laughs> he hadn't usual. seen it. Um, but he he thought that the saga of black slavery in America was not something that was um, ripe for black exploitation movies. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, when you watch it, you think, yeah, I kind of see your point, but it's also, it's not like real life, it's Quentin Tarantino's warped cinema head. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. You've also got to take into consideration the fact that Spike Lee's a bit of a dick as yeah, well. Yeah, he's a little bit of a dick, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I saw Django, I, I enjoyed it, the main criticism I got throughout it, which I totally agree with, is it was a bit too long. Yeah. It felt like it ended an hour before it actually did. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I enjoyed it, that was good, that was good, Um, I... It's Tarantino, isn't it? And you would expect going into, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I just wish he'd stop doing crap, um, uh, like kung fu film. Uh, what they call? Yeah, crash zoom. Quick zoom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The ones. Yeah, he did loads in Django, and I was thinking, well, I could see what you're doing in Kill Bill because it was a kung fu film with a bit of western in there. But this is, a, well, he called it a southern, didn't he? Because it, it's something that's set yeah. in the southern states. Um, and he did it a few times. He felt really off. 
I don't know, but I don't know, enjoy it. Will, what do you think of it? I did, yeah. There were some great performances in it. Uh, Christoph Waltz, again, yeah. was marvellous. Leonardo DiCaprio was very good, even though he would, he mainly played angry all yeah. the way throughout, but he does that well. He does. Um, nice turn from Samuel. That was a great little turn. Um, Jen, Jamie Foxx there as Django. Django yeah. really wasn't any kind of character. He was merely the name that was on the yeah, I suppose he was. Film, wasn't he? Yeah. And it was all what evolved around him. I think entertained me more. Yeah. But what what Jamie Fox had to do, he did well. Um, kudos to his ball sack making an appearance. Oh, well, he did, didn't well it? done. You know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, in, enjoyed it. Uh, favorite scene, I think, of the is it the Clue Klux Klan guys with Jonah Hill? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, with, yeah, uh, with the hoods. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's a wonderful little scene. At that point, I thought, yeah, I think I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah, because that comes in nice and early, and you you kind of see what it's about. So yeah, um, haven't seen it again yeah. after my first watching. So maybe it's about time to to watch it again. Maybe it it's is. probably been about a year. So. Yeah. Well, going on from that film, which was um, a lot of people found insulting to um, uh, you know Black History with uh, the still very touchy subject of slavery. Lincoln came out at the beginning yeah. of the year as well, which took a far more serious approach to the subject than Django. Uh, did you both see it? You, you haven't seen it? Have I, you? I, no, no. I, first half hour I watched. Yeah. And then I thought, I don't think I really know that, because it's quite spe- specific. It's not kind of general, you know, this is this is Abe's life. You have to know a bit about it. You have to know yeah. a bit. And I just felt going in yeah. that I just didn't know anything. The, and I was just really lost. So yeah. The criticism I heard, which was from my dad, who's very into his history, was yeah. that as a... If it was like a historical recreation, it yeah. would have been a fantastic just recreation of events. Yeah. But he said, as a film, it didn't really do much. It was very flat, in his opinion. He thought it was just a bare bones. These are the facts. This is what happened. Mm. And everybody did their job very well, but it was yeah, it's, it's not still a great did. narrative for a film in his eyes. Yeah, it still did um, sort of... Uh I don't know, sort of Hollywooded it up a little bit. I, I thought reading, reading, like I know quite a bit about it, just having an interest in like history. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't as sort of uh, saintly as people like to paint him, Lincoln. Um, but the film very much made him to be this all-knowing sort of, uh, I don't know, sort of angelic character. So um, there was no crotchless yes. chap scene in a gay bar anywhere. No, no. I think <laughs> you're getting mixed up with a. a a music video and all one of your <laughs> evenings out. Pick one. So <laughs> both. <laughs> yeah, both. both. Um, no, I enjoyed it though. It was good. It's very, it's 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 a performance film. It's very sort of like, look at Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look how awesome he is, you know. Check him out. But for me, one of the best roles in it was um, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, I just punched your microphone stand for no reason. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he was good in it. He was really good in that. Um Quite unfairly overlooked, I, th- I think, as far as awards. Uh, every, yeah, everybody was uh, was annoyed. He didn't get a. Did he get a supporting Oscar nomination? Supporting um, actor nomination? I don't know. I don't, uh, uh, there's probably something we should know, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you can have a look while <laughs> me and Will talk shit about something else. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah, it was alright. It, it was. Um, it's it's a, it's an actor's film, I think. It's um, very wordy. Mm. Um, it's it's very weird. It's really we're really about the highbrow on the cinema. Well, film, no, no, we? no. You can, it's a bit weird. Yeah. You can still, you can, I, I put it down because I just didn't get it. No, I'm not putting it down. <laughs> no, I was in. I put it down. Oh, I didn't finish it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> too wordy for me, mate. You can tell it would have had a really fat script. This film, uh-huh. really fat, because it, it's it is it, it, it basically the entire film is 
without making it sound like sh- uh, being shallow and, and making it sound dull, it is people, just lots of people sat in rooms talking about stuff. You know, not a lot of actual sort of things happen, really, in, in, uh. in that sort of sense. It's people sat talking, debating, that sort of thing. Did he, he get a nomination? He did get a nomination did for um, uh, Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role, but did not win. Uh, who won it? Find out. Yeah. God damn it. Anyway, um, the other film I mentioned there in the little block is uh, Le Mis came out in, in January. Did either of you chaps see it? No, I'm not a massive musicals fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, okay, well, maybe maybe I should see it. It'd be quite interesting. I like Hugh Jackman. Mm. Uh, but I thought the only reason I'd probably go see it is if the missus wanted to see it. Mm. And I thought she'd be well up for it. She likes musicals now and yeah. again. But she was very much, no, nah, I'm all right. I don't really like musicals and I really enjoyed it. I know some people um Oh Christoph Waltz got best supporting actor. Of course he did for, for Django. Django. For Django, yes. Yeah. Um I know a lot of people hated uh Limis and um going into it uh, people told me, Oh, it's 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 absolutely shite and all you know, whatever. Went uh went and saw and I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the best shot films I've seen in a hell of a long time. Um, and the performance is great. It's really, really good. Well, the only so. thing I heard was was uh, I don't know how unfair it is to Russell Crowe, but that he was just sung and acted into a corner by Hugh Jackman. What's pretty, your take on that? Pretty much. But as people pointed out, know the musicals, the character that Hugh Jack uh, that um, Russell Crowe pl- plays, he has quite he his part is quite flat vocally. Anyway, so he was kind of like I suppose picked for the part because of the way he sings because also if, you know, if you're going to go for an Australian song and dance man you, you, you're going to go for the for Wolverine aren't you it's yeah a- you are I think you are yeah I mean Hugh Jackman's got a hell of a voice but the role that he was in needed a voice like that whereas um, Russell Crowe's didn't uh, this, this is what people who went into musicals have told me anyway he's meant to be He's meant to sound like that, really. Right. Um, I, mean, I can't judge. I haven't seen yeah. it. So I'll, well, I'll... watch it. It's quite good. Uh, I, I, I believe to... when... <laughs> I, I just believe... spent many, many years at university in singing classes having to sing um, the lower songs from Les Mis right. or Sweeney Todd or all that kind of shit. Yeah. Because apparently, oh no, you're a baritone or a bass. You can just go down there. We'll just leave you in the corner. Yeah. And you go, bomb, 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 Sweeney, Sweeney. <laughs> that's why I didn't enjoy Sweeney Todd either. Brought back bad yeah. memories. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ad? well, I was just, um, I believe that when uh, our other halves were watching it, we were drunk upstairs recording yes. the Batman podcast. We were. <laughs> yes, we were recording our Batman episode while our better halves were watching Limits. Yeah. So that's what normally happens. They 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 do something fun while we go through the torturous procedure of trying to record <laughs> a show. Um, right, we'll speedily move on because there's quite a bit to talk about. The one thing which I'd totally forgotten that scene, which is on my list here, was um, uh, Liar's autobiography, the untrue story of Monty Python's Graham Chapman. Now, did any uh, did either of you guys know about this? Know about this? No. I did not know about this. What the hell basically is what had happened was in the eighties, or it might have been in the early nineties before he died, because he died in the nineties, didn't he, Graham Chapman? I'm pretty certain he did. Yeah. Anyway, I think it might have been. Find out, Dad. <laughs> the fountain of all knowledge. Um, tip tap tap He'd wrote he'd wrote an autobiography, an autobiography. That was the name of it, which I just said. And um, he, it, it, someone found some recordings. He he'd recorded. He'd narrated the book. He'd read the entire thing. Um, so what they decided to do was get this uh, these recordings and get the other guys from Monty Python, apart from Eric Idle, didn't take part to record some of the parts so like um you know uh, michael palin plays his dad so you know he'll do those lines and whatnot and all this mm. and 
then they got loads of um, animation studios from UK and the US to basically animate different sections of it. This sounds cool. So every section's animated completely different, and it's completely batshit crazy, as you would expect. Um, and yeah, it got released as a, as a film. Hmm. I actually saw it, on, I saw it on Netflix. I didn't see it at the cinema. Um, but I quite enjoyed it. It was good. Um, Ooh, I'll but, give that a look. Yeah, it's a bit, bit mental. I don't think it's on the English Netflix, the American one. Right. Well, I'll see if I can rent it. Yeah, give it a go. Because mm. it, but it is. It's pretty mental. So, so there's like some CG animated bits, some hand-drawn stuff, some stop motion. One guy does. A, it's a section where he's talking about um, doing Monty Python live. I think it was, and being pissed and couldn't remember his lines and all this sort of stuff. And what they've actually done is the sketch which he is pissed doing. They actually took the the guy who animated it took footage from the um, the actual TV recording. He took stills still frames of their faces at different points mm-hmm. so he could animate it using stills mm-hmm. and using the actual cutouts of the heads and it's all w- really odd ways of animating did but Terry could, Gilliam have anything to do with any animation I don't think he it? did have anything to do with the animation I th- he did some of the voiceovers and narration mm. but I don't think he did any of the animation I might be wrong but I don't think he did I don't think he's done animation for a long time to be honest mm. no I just wonder it being Python yeah, yeah you'd think wouldn't you dust mm. off the old Skills and yeah, probably doesn't want to dirty his hands anymore. (laughs) He's above that. Yes, he is. He's got a BAFTA fellowship. Uh, (laughs) Well, yeah, I I recommend that. It's good if you're if you're into Monty Python, you'll enjoy that. Okay, take a look. Um, 1989 died. 1989. 1989. Right. Okay. Will you have a giant list of films? Yeah, I mean, I've seen a shit ton this year. Yeah, not all good. Most shit. Um, Well, it is you. It is me. Um, Let's start off with a nice little one. Quartet. Directed by Dustin Hoffman. The one with Billy Connolly. Billy Connolly, yeah. Maggie Smith, Tom Courtney, Pauline Collins. Uh, oh, God, what's his face? Michael Gambon. That's a cast for well. you right there, isn't it? Basic premise is it's an old people's home for retired um, artists. Right. Um, four of them, the quartet, as it's it were, enough. made a very famous recording of one of, you know, of this operatic song many, many years ago. So yeah. the idea is that they're always putting on shows and... It's a nice little film, lots of crazy little characters in there because you get not just artists, but with age. So you get all the sorts of, you know, uh, physical and mental pitfalls that come with getting older, yeah. you know, be it Alzheimer's, this, that and the other. So it's all them trying to work together um, and then put put this show on again. And it's all kind of, oh, I don't know if I can do it, darling. I don't know. Oh, it's been so many years. Yeah. Um, it's a nice I'm guessing, film. I'm guessing they don't put it on and they're just, remain in the nursing home miserable and, and alone well it's going on in the nursing home so they kind of they, they stage it within the home oh so so, so is there like a heartwarming finale where they, where they do the thing uh, I mean I don't want to spoil it for you are you likely to watch it I, I, I they all die horribly in a fire sorry I yeah. knew it predictable as shit <laughs> it was nice it, it won't blow your socks off but it's nice to see your Billy Connolly's and your Maggie Smith's do uh, what's Hoffman's directing like um <clears throat> I don't know. It was. It was. It was not, nothing. Kind of shocked me. Nothing mm. jarred. It had a nice, warm feeling. He's got quite an intimate mm. style, right? Um, and along with the script as well, it kind of it kind cuddly of, style. Yeah, yeah, cuddly. yeah. Well, a, lot, a lot of kind of upskirt shots and stuff. Like that. So it's um, <laughs> the POV yeah. bits were a bit off-putting, but <laughs> but no, it's nice. If you ever see it on, or you know, you can catch it. I wouldn't go out of your way to. Yeah. I'll give it a blast. To but yeah. you know, give it a look. It's it's nice enough. It's Did a nice you, little. 
Anything else towards the beginning of the year you saw that well? Oh, so I put my sheet down. Well, yeah, keep, keep I'll, I'll talk about one that I saw that yeah. I didn't realise, like you said, came out last year. I yeah. thought it was years ago now. But uh, The Impossible was, oh, of course, was yes. a film that I totally didn't want to watch yeah. and didn't think I was going to enjoy because it looked like one of these very worthy, we're going for a Best Picture nomination sort of films. Right. And um, we put it on. And um, it starts off, and it's it's all very twee. And I thought I'm gonna detest this. Yeah. And it's got Ewan McGregor being English. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> How uh, dare um, With Naomi Watts being English. Yeah. Um, and their and their lovely middle class kids, mm. and they're going to their holiday um, uh, room, their room in Thailand. And they're going, oh, look, mummy, isn't it lovely? Is this my whole room, mummy? Oh, go, oh yes, oh, the kids are going to have a lovely Christmas. No, no. no they're not. And then, um, you know, it, it gets to the point when they're all playing in the pool. And then there's the ominous rumbling. And then the, the 2004 tsunami rolls in. Yeah. And I don't think I've seen a more affecting sequence mm. since Saving Private Ryan. Really? And I'm not exaggerating that. It's stunningly shot. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's harrowing. And because it's made all the more effective because the beginning is so painfully twee right. and nice. And then there's just real horror. And it's unflinching. It's, yeah. it's really like... Uh, and then you, you deal... The rest of the film is the aftermath and the um, searching for loved ones and things like that. And I very rarely, very rarely cry. But about halfway through the film, I had to stop pretending that I wasn't crying. And I was—I just said to my other half, "Please, please pass the tissue." Uh, uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> you say you rarely cry, but I bet you did last night when you broke your toe. No, I didn't actually. You no. broke his toe last no, night. No, I swore a lot. It was early this morning. Oh. It was about five o'clock. Yeah, I walked into. Um, it's not related to cinema at all. Yeah. This story, but uh, I've got a broken toe at the moment, um, and it's my little toe on my left foot. So whenever I lean slightly to the left, I wince. Um, but yeah, the. Uh, we 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 got rid of our bed today, so we had the old bed dismantled in one room, and I walked past with bare feet and kicked the uh, side of a really huge piece of wood with a big metal bolt in it. Yeah, nice. and, and it happened that the cat, which I was carrying, flew <laughs> like twenty feet across the room into a bunch of glass. So um, it was an eventful morning. He's dead now. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, back to the impossible. Um, kind of got overlooked a bit, didn't it? Yeah, it feels like it did a bit, but like I said, it was one of those films that lots of people I know who, in as non-insulting ways possible, don't have the best taste in cinema. Mm. Like, oh, that Impossible's brilliant. Oh, you should really watch it. I cried my eyes out. Yeah. And I was like, okay, right, we'll, we'll give it a go. And like I said, I really wasn't looking forward to watching it because I didn't think it would be anything special, but it was it was brilliant. You mean When you say people with not very good taste in film saying that, you mean Amy, don't you? Your other half. She really wanted to watch it, yeah. <laughs> but she does actually have good taste in film. Okay, that's she. Every any time she she always gets drawn in by shit adverts. Yeah, and says, "I really want to watch that." I'm go really, yeah. And then we'll watch it, and she goes, "This is shit," and I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is." Have you not learned? This yet? is lesson fifty two. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, what did you? What, what um, else did you see? Cause, I'm like going to go you- for the triumphant. Uh, protagonistic return of Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Last Stand. Still haven't um, seen it. I haven't seen it. Is it any good? It's it's good and shit at the same time. <laughs> it's, re- it's really weird. I was having a chat with, uh, with a mutual friend of mine and Richie's last night, Mike Dawson, who some people might know. And he made a good point. He was like, the bits with Arnie in are great. 
because the whole idea that he's an aging sheriff in the town. Mm. So whenever you're following on, it's nice to some tongue-in-cheek moments. He does a lot of, I'm old. So it's, you know, it's good kind of addressing his age rather than pretending to still I'm be. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, Ow. pretty much. But then the idea is that there's some dude, some kind of Latino gangster guy who's making a run for the border. And of course, they'll end up passing through Arnie's town. So he's been chased by, I think it's the FBI and Forrest Whitaker. So you've got all Forrest Whitaker scenes back at, you know, base, and it's all kind of, we're going to catch Bin Laden, or Bin Latino, or whatever that is. <laughs> Bin Latino, yeah. that was his, um, <laughs> the first draft. And <laughs> and it's just really boring. And then whenever you go away from the town and Arnie, you're like, oh, God, get on with it. Yeah. So there's a few nice one-liners in there. Um, it's nice to see him back, yeah. you know. What's, uh, what's Knoxville like in it? He's all right. He's, he's playing that kind of suspiciously skirting close to am I allowed to say retard kind of character that he often plays. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a, okay, we'll see. But again, he's fine. He's some comic relief to go I, with. I kind of I kind of like him anyway, so yeah. mm. I, I, I can't imagine He seems him. to have a good track record with kind of like muscly lead guys uh, like The Rock that he's been oh, yeah, in films with. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of fits that mould well yeah. of kind of bumbling, um, slightly stupid rednecky sidekick but it's it's worth a look it's he's a ready-made stuntman as well isn't he yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he'll do anything, he'll do anything for, for at, fame at any point is arnie in real pain and going yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a good there's a good fight scene where him and him and the, another guy just knocking like seven but it looks kind of realistic it's none of these huge haymakers and they keep going down and getting back up again mm. they are actually just kind of dragging the rasses around and he is very uh, Come, uh. but no there's some nice little bits in it uh, again, it won't blow your socks off, but it's worth a look. It's on it, Netflix. I shall watch it this weekend. G- give it a go, because I mean, you were a fan of Arnie and you know, oh, yeah. youth, wasn't it? It kind of harks back to that kind of thing. We're like, yay, blow it up and give it one liner, <laughs> and then you'll just get bored during Forest Whitaker scenes. Okay, you go make right. with the Arnie. <laughs> I'll give it a go. Yeah. I shall give it a go. Um, I've just noticed one film here that I don't know if you guys saw. Uh, Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, I yeah. watched it the other day. Actually, I watched I, it over Christmas. I enjoyed it. It was good. Will? Yeah, yeah, I I liked it. Um, again, I'm not a big gamer in in the modern day and age, mm. but it didn't matter for this because I played most of these games in yeah. my youth. Again, it was that very kind of you have that that childlike experience. You have you're like, oh, there, there's Pac-Man and there's Zangief and yeah. there's this, that, and the other, and it's nice. I liked I liked the world that they created. I think um, Empire Empire described it as uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit for the 90s video game generation. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And I can see that. I don't think it's quite, it's not the towering achievement no. that Who Framed Roger Rabbit was. No. Um, but it was it was good fun for aging yeah, nerds. Yeah. It, the only criticism I have of it, and some, some other people had this as well, was that they piled all of the the real the real life video game references pac-man and street fighter and and various right at the beginning yeah and then later on there wasn't so many and, and the games mentioned later when the lands we went to were made up for the film and as like a big old school game and that kind of i was a bit disappointed with that i went oh i just thought did, i know. thought they spent far too much time in the sugary like mario karty world exactly mario karty yeah. You know, it- um, uh, now I, I think that you know you probably the criticisms that they didn't spend loads of time in real game worlds are probably licensing issues oh, yeah. and marketing issues. Like, uh, yeah, how how are you going to make our game world be viewed? You know, yeah. and, and it's why none of the character, the real characters that are in it, are 
d- portrayed in anything other than a loving way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is Mario seen in it? He's, no, he's, he's not, not in it he? at all. No, apparently, he's not. apparently, for no other reason than um, uh, they couldn't think of a way to put him into yeah. the narrative. Because I said he's essentially the same character as Fix It Felix. So That's true. They yeah. said they had no way of putting him in and it being funny or interesting. I mean, uh, Sonic's only so- seen fleetingly, isn't he? Yeah, he's seen a couple of times, but the best, I think, the best. Well, actually, the 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 the, the computer game bad guys sort of anonymous session at the beginning yeah. is brilliant. <laughs> but I really liked Cubert, the fact that he's having to like beg, yeah, beg for fruit because he can't get any work anymore because he's an old <laughs> video game star. Brilliant. That, that entire idea was fantastic. I wish they'd explored some more of that sort of stuff. Yeah, I was hoping the whole thing would be hopping around between genres. But yeah. like I said, that he, once he gets to the really, really pink, sugary... Um, sugar Rush, that's sugar what it's rush, called. Yeah. Yeah. The Mario Kart-type land. Uh, once they get there, the film just kind of stays there. Mm. And it rarely leaves. And you've got like the Gears of war stuff going on. And, and the Halo-y Gears of War place. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, um, but... I was really hoping it would keep hopping between and be like a mashup of yeah. that sort of stuff. But, but it's good. It was good. Though. It was good. Recommended. Mm-hmm. Recommended. Recommended. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Will, what have you got? Let's go with... Uh, this is 40. A kind of somewhat sequel to the characters from... Knocked uh, Up. Knocked, knocked Up. up. Yeah. Um, I think Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann worked very well together in Knocked yeah. Up. So I was more than happy to see This is 40. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. Um, yeah. They've just got something about them. Uh, I just like Paul Rudd. Yeah, Ant Man, Ant Man. Yeah, <laughs> yes. He got cast as Ant Man too late for our last podcast, didn't you, Will? Oh no! He oh did. no! Yeah. I didn't even know who Ant Man was. <laughs> the first Avengers, you swine! Yeah, yeah. Wow. We we covered this on the Marvel show. We, we did. did. You don't come to me for Marvel knowledge. No, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, this is for you. I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't actually realise it was a sequel to Knocked Up until about half an hour in. And I was like, oh, there's a picture of the characters on the wall. And they've mm. mentioned them twice. My <laughs> God. And then it all slotted together. My my tiny mind was blown. <laughs> but it was it was never marketed like that, though, was it? it was, no, no. It was I don't just think kind the, of... No, no. Because um, she's, uh, she's um, Joe Dapatow's wife in real life. I did not know that. And uh, there was a great, um, like... Photoshop. It's a, it was like a, a news story on the Onion, I think. Right. Said um, uh, Judd Apatow made to live in the front garden whilst Paul Rudd moves in with his family, and it had this still image from uh, This Is Forty yeah. with um, them all laughing and playing as a family, and in the at the window you just see Judd Apatow looking in morosely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Judd. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I did enjoy this as well. It's, it's, it's. It's not going to blow your mind. It's nothing revolutionary. But I don't think it's as good as Knocked Up. No, I don't it's, think it's, so. It's, it's, it's nice to see the characters have further life, I think. They, they were well worth yeah. their own outing. I yeah, think. they definitely were. They were. I agree. Um, God, I've got to film here. I've, I've got, I'm going to mention it. Fuck it. I saw it and it was one of the worst things I've seen in recent years. Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, mm. no, I gave that one a, a wide break. I, I, I missed that, Yeah. <clears throat> It was when I saw the uh, the the like wooden miniguns and things oh, and, uh, it, in the trailer. I was like, I can't tell whether this is tongue in cheek or not. It's like Van Helsing too. Is, it, it that is Jeremy Renner in it? Is it? Is that his yeah. name? Yeah. <laughs> following his like, he did get an Oscar nomination for for Hurt Locker, didn't he? I think he did. Yeah. 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 Following his Oscar nom, he and went then on. the Avengers as well. Obviously, he's either in yeah. Good Stuff or Crap because I thought the the Bourne he was in was awful. I've yeah, seen that. It yet. Got, oh. It got slated. I, I didn't oh. bother because why is it called? Born. I know it's just, um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's terrible. I, I, I mean, it, I, I was watching. It was just a rainy day, and it was it was on Netflix yet again. And I thought I'll just put it on the background. I think it was cooking or something, so I had it on the background. 
Um, and I, you know, I was watching it as I was doing things, and I thought it, it, it might be fun enough to just keep me entertained while I'm doing this, mm-hmm. and at least be so crap it's a bit funny. And it's just not; it's just crap. It's just like grade A shit. Um, so yeah, avoid. So what you're saying is it's not, it's not good. No, and it's not so crap that it's funny. No, so it's, why are we talking about it? I know I'm going to move on now. <laughs> I'm just saying it's utter shit. <laughs> <laughs> lesson learned well it's not lesson learned Will what you got uh, I want to look for something that I actually enjoyed that's crap <laughs> that's crap can- right okay uh, sorry I mean unless you have one hand uh, I was going to say away. can we talk about Iron Man 3 like, go for it yeah go for it because yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved Iron Man 3 I thought it was a really good return to form I enjoyed it a lot as well Iron Man 2 was shit a bit disappointing it, it had no direction at mm. all it was just shit and I think that then there was the Avengers, and yeah. then it was the, it's the first post-Avengers Marvel film, so it's the first sequel to the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. So it acknowledges stuff that happened. But they also got they got a good director that has his own style. Yeah. Um, and he very it's much called Christmas. It. Yeah, it's a Christmas. <laughs> All People of his films are Christmas. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it was good. And I thought, um, I mean, surely by now everybody's seen Iron Man 3, so if, you know, if it goes spoiler alert... Don't have to say spoiler alert, people should know by now, I'll just yeah. spoil the shit out of everyone's films on it. Yeah, Ben Kingsley, just, yes. if I if I wasn't enjoying the film at all, which I was, but then it got to the Trevor Slattery reveal, Yeah, um, and I was just in hysterics. He's and, brilliant in that scene, isn't he? Yeah, he's and, really uh, good. He's, he's the toast of Croydon. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, goes... Um, I was on drugs. Oh, they promised you'd get get you off them. No, they said they'd give me more. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, it pissed the fans off though, didn't it? Yeah, the Ooh. hardcore Iron Man comic book fans, of which I know none. Yeah, I um, don't know any. But uh, the hardcore uh, Iron Man comic book fans were really pissed off that he wasn't really the Mandarin. The character didn't exist. Yeah, as, as uh, such, yeah. and the sort of makeup for it because later on, Guy Pierce says, "Oh, you whilst breathing fire, you've got me. I'm the Mandarin." Yeah, yeah. Um, which I guess was saying, "Look, there is there is a Mandarin." But yeah. I mean, if if you're going to be like purist in the comic book sense of the character, the Mandarin's kind of a racist creation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a little bit Fu Manchu, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yes, yeah, so. No, I I really yeah, I was skeptical with Iron Man 3 because of the second one. But um I'd go so far as to say I think it's better than the first one. See, I I don't know just because I haven't seen the first one in so long and mm. the first one actually set that tone. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. So it like it set the blueprint for what Tony Stark should be and Yeah, yeah. What a good Marvel film should be because it was the first one really <laughs> in first, my eyes. Yeah, the first one that was really like, you know, really discounting... Good. I mean, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, ones. I mean, you had X-Men and stuff a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, discounting the X-Men and Spider-Man of the, <laughs> of the 90s. Spider-Man, Sony, so it's not Marvel yeah, Pictures. Yeah, so, uh, discounting the Sony ones. Yeah, it was yeah. the, the, the first good one. But anyway, yeah. I'm probably segueing into your Marvel one that you did. So <laughs> we, did, we talked a little bit about it, didn't we, Will? I can't remember. <laughs> we'll just know what's going I on. No, um. Next to um next to Iron Man on my list here of of shit I've seen this year, Oz the Great and Powerful. My God, that film sucked. Yeah, this, <laughs> I, even from the trailer, oh. I thought no. Oh no, man, it's, oh, it's it? the worst casting I've ever seen in a I, film. I, I avoided it because it looked like another Sam Raimi CG loving. Um, was it, that what it was? Oh yeah, but it's, it's even worse than that. Yeah, I'll tell you something now. Right, the character that um. What's she called? I'm, you, and you know, I'm like, well, I'm terrible with actor, actors and actresses' names. Um, what else has she been in? That 70s show. 
Anything else? Oh, God. Oh. Not Myla Kunis. Yeah, it's Myla Kunis. Yeah. Yeah. Myla Kunis plays one of the witches in it, right? Yeah. And halfway through, it's revealed that she is the witch from the Wizard of Oz. Spoilers. The green-faced witch, right? And she turns into that witch. And they essentially, no word of a lie, you can't take someone that looks like Myla Kunis and just stick a green nose (laughs) on her and... Make, make and, and think that's acceptable. I pissed myself laughing the first time you see it, green with the hat and the nose. I nearly died. The fake chin and everything with the spot on the end. I was, you can't do. You can't just do that. And that she's so stunning. Doing that doesn't make her ugly. <laughs> you still would <laughs> probably, but it's so so hammy. And James Franco is terrible in it. He just has a shit-eating grin all the way through his, of the film. And he's meant to obviously be this roguish sort of chap who sort of becomes a hero reluctantly. But he's not endearing at all. He's just a cunt. I really don't like him at all. I just, I, I wanted to punch him in the face and laugh at Myla Kunis. It was terrible. Avoid. Avoid. Will do. Will do. Yeah, but yeah I have to now because I've told you about yeah. it. Yeah. That's all that happens in it. It's dog shit. <laughs> and as is Lords of Salem, which is on my list as well. My God, why people rave about Rob Zombie as a, Rob's, I was as a director, yeah, I, I do I'm not know. Yeah, I'm never quite sure how he keeps getting the budget to make films. I'm guessing somewhere there is some really deeply new metal fuckwits uh, <laughs> just knocking one out to every single frame of his movies and then paying for him to live. I mean, Devil's Reject is an alright film. I enjoy Devil's Reject. But his other films, nah. And this especially, it was the last scene in this film is like a really wanky, like, it's basically like what people who've just started to study film at university or whatever, it's like what their idea of an art film is. This is what, like, the last scene's like. It's terrible. I mean, let me try and put it in a more <laughs> articulate way. Um, the main character in it is played by his wife, who isn't a very good actress anyway. She's gorgeous. <laughs> And that is pretty much the only reason I can see that she's been given this role. And it's it's almost like the actual idea behind the film is kind of cool. Like, it could have been a really dark, creepy sort of psychological um, horror film. Well, it's, it's about witches, isn't it? Like, witch... Yes, and- yes, but... Yes, but not... Well, yeah, it is, I suppose, but not in a sort of a full-on sort of way. They're not, like, cackling witches sort of deal. It's, not like a Myla Kunis witch. No, not like that. No. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, it is. It is. It is about yeah, witches, I suppose. Um, but it could have been done in a by a better director. It could have been quite, quite a cool film. Because mm. um, it is, it's got a good atmosphere to it. I will give it that. It's got a good atmosphere to it. But and it's a little more subdued than his other stuff. It's a little less full on. Is uh, from what I can remember, there's no massive gore in it at all, which he totally went for. He, he liked to go for that seventies sort of. Now, people always said this in reviews. He always said, oh, he has a style very similar, like ultra-violent, gory style, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which, as you know, has no gore in it. Yeah. There's no gore in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, and people always throw that at him. They always say, oh, it's, it's similar to... and it, Well, it's not at all. But it's got... Well, I'll, I'll give it that. It's got good atmosphere. But other than that, man, it, it, it's probably the most disappointing film I've seen this year. And I mean, I'm not even a massive fan of him, and I even came away disappointed. <laughs> Will you've listened to most of his albums? You know how it feels to be disappointed and like Rob Zombie. Um, yeah, I think. But the thing is, I didn't. I didn't hate his most recent outing, and you no. you, you found that really quite dull. 
I find it very so, good. Um, I've always preferred his music to his his directing, of course. But then again, it's because of the genre and yeah. the medium that he directs in. doesn't turn me on. I you know, it's horrible for no, you. I remember watching, was it, uh, was it House of House Thousand, Thousand Corpses? Corpses perhaps? Best one, yeah. I watched that and I was like, no, this, is, this isn't great. And no, no, it's <laughs> just for no. me. It's just gore. Um, well, so I, I, yeah, I've always stayed away from... from yeah, from I, I, seriously, so. it was... Yeah, I'll still listen it. to him, but I just won't watch him. That's a good good uh, yeah. motto for life. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to him, but I won't look at him. Uh, what, what else you got there, Will? You've got, uh, you got a many-bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got one that was filmed in 2011, but for some reason released in 2013. Oh, what was that? Uh, it's called uh, Bernie with Jack Black, Matthew McGonaghy, and Shirley MacLaine. Oh, I heard about this. It's based on I couldn't true. find it anywhere, like when I wanted to see it. Yeah, I, I know yeah, of it. Yeah, I don't know if I know of this. It's a kind of a, a based on true. Jack Black plays a, um, I suppose, an undertaker called right. Bernie uh, in Texas, I think he's in. Um, he's, he's um, I don't want to, I don't really want to, because I'd like you to watch it, I think. I think it's a nice little film. Okay. And well, just I, tell me I what you thought just of it, I really enjoyed it. They, right. There's a nice mix of real life people to camera mm. and the action that takes place mm. um and the writing i think is very nice uh and what these real life locals say it's just it's wonderful they've just got this small town naivety yet kind of kindness and fondness for for this man bernie who yeah. who the town just takes as one of their own and loves so when all the shit hits the fan it it's one of the stories that you go seriously yeah Okay. Is Jack right, Black playing Jack Black? No, no, no. he's not. He's um <clears throat> he's underrated. Isn't yeah, he? he's, he's underrated a, is yeah. Jack Black because people just think of him going ah, 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 and yeah. like, you know, <laughs> and he's not. He's very yeah, you're right. Ad. He's very kind of effeminate and he's very neat and tiny because yeah. he's made a career out of playing, you know, what is a lot of times kind of slobbish characters. Yeah. So in this he's very fastidious and neat and tidy and softly spoken and just very nice. Yeah. Very nice, lovely man. So when it finally all gets too much for him, you really you really feel for Bernie. Right. I'll so check that. I do give not it, I do give not it a look. Film. It was a friend of mine called Paddy who who uh, uh, he's been living in Canada, so I assume that for some reason it was out there right. unless he was fucking on set and saw it. I don't know. Who knows? Um but he told me about it, and I couldn't find it for love, no money, for ages. And then, you know, two years later, it, it comes out. Right, okay, I'll give so that a go. Give it, give it a look, yeah. Very interesting. You, you, um, Star Trek. Yeah, that's on my list. We also have Star Trek. It was just one of them I, I, I meant to go and see. Oh, you didn't see it? No, my, did. my other half didn't want to see it. And then I read an interview in Empire with Ben Dick Cumberbatch that spoiled the big secret in it. Yes. And I was like, oh, cheers, Empire. Thanks for that. Yeah, they got the, the worst kept that, secret, though. Mm. Oh, no, no, no. He's, he's not Khan. He's some guy called John Harrison. Yeah. John. John <laughs> Harrison. John. Oh, can't. Yeah, pretty much. What did you yeah. think of it, Will, being a big Trekkie? Yeah, it was it was fine. It was big, dumb space fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what, what can I say? I, I I liked Cumberbatch in it. Uh, I thought he was believable as, as you know, Khan. Mm. Um, but like the guys at Red Letter Media have said for the years, and with a new one, it is everything is hypercharged. Everything's mm. bigger. Let's Khan play. was almost a little bit too hard. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. Or, I mean, maybe in uh, with uh, what's his face? Oh, the original Khan. Come on. Um, Oh yes, I know what you mean. Um, 
Oh, Jesus. God. Amazing pectoral muscles. Yes. Uh, what the fuck? Montalban. Yeah, Ricardo. Ricardo Mont- Montalban. Um, I don't know, maybe he... Because in the original series, Kirk takes down Khan with, like, a pipe. And <laughs> Super the, soldier. In the new one, he's kicking him in the face loads. And he Khan's is pretty awesome when you it. first see him, though. Yeah. That, that scene um, when you first see him, he is kind of yeah. awesome. I like the way the Klingons look. That's nice. In the next film, I hope they bring them more into it. Yeah. Um, it was fine. I will go see the next ones. I'm a sucker for Star Trek. Even the shit ones I like, because yeah. you have to if you're a Trekkie fan. <laughs> you know, you can say they're shit. Yeah. But when other people who aren't Trek fans say they're shit, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> have you put in your time here? Did you go to the cinema to see Star Trek? Insurrection. You didn't, right? Okay, uh, motherfucker. Oh yeah, you did, didn't you? I did. Yeah, uh, that was oh, shit. God, have you got over yeah, that? Yeah, shit. Yeah, it was really disappointing. Uh, but it, it doesn't matter. I mean, all, all the next gen ones are kind of disappointing when yeah. you stack it up next to next. Gen. So, what are your um? What did you feel about them essentially rehashing the same story again? Whereas in the first of the new Star Treks, they went with an entirely new story. Mm. Um, that's what, okay because they've, they've it's with this whole alternate universe mm. which they've set up very nicely in the first one. Mm. I am. I said, fair fucks. Do what you want. You can yeah. Yeah. because the it's nice and safe for the Trek fans because they'll go. Don't worry, the parallel universe will always be there. Yeah, this is all still happened. Mm. You know, it's which just which we've just jumped across. Yeah. Which obviously we had in the first one. We had Spock, which is yeah. a direct he you had, know reference he, to it. He should have happened. been. He was very much shoehorned into the latest one. He was well. yes, the very much kind of a just stand on your own two feet. You mm. don't need Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, anymore. yeah. It worked perfectly in the first one. Yeah, that lovely bridge. Yeah, mm. but you didn't need him and he was only thankfully only a small he, he was cameo. pretty much there to tell them to not trust Khan wasn't he he's yeah. on the he's on the video screen yeah, yeah, yeah. He's saying whatever you do do not do not trust this person so. and they do and it all goes the thing is it was fine it looked fantastic as well mm. and, and everybody does a really good job I, I, I rate Zachary Quinto as Spock because mm. that's got to be the hardest one he's one of the most iconic sci-fi yeah. characters yeah you know it's like someone being recast as like Luke Skywalker or something isn't it you know it's, yeah yeah so, I mean, it was fine for what it was. I was a little bit disappointed when I first saw it. Second time round, I was like, yeah, okay, it's just, it's fun. Yeah. You know, it's a space flick. Yeah. And I'll I'll probably, I'll, I'll go see the next ones. Yeah, so. I, yeah, I, I kind of like them. I think they're good yeah. fun. And they got, my, they got my wife into Star Trek. There we go then. So, I mean, that can only be good. That, you know? that can be. But has she, has she gone back and watched any of... She saw um, Wrath of Khan with me. And cried at the Spock death scene. Well, there we so, go. That's, that's you know. Good. But then again, it's one of the saddest things ever. But then she did laugh at quivery lip Shatner on the funeral scene. <laughs> Human. Yeah, yeah, I quite like that. It's well, yeah. It's just I blame like Family Guy and yeah. pop culture for kind of turning that into a bit of a joke. But I thought it was actually yeah. quite nicely measured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I've got a documentary on the list here next to Star Trek, and I know you've seen it. Yes. Uh, Beware Mr. Baker. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. It's good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, bit of a dick, isn't he? Oh, Ginger Baker. Yeah, and, I wouldn't want to meet him. Well, as everyone, anyone who knows me, he's my like idol as far as music goes. He's he's the biggest influence on, on the, me playing music. Never meet your idols. Life. Never meet <laughs> idols. Saw him live in Leeds recently, and he was awesome still. I mean, he's in his 70s now. He's still awesome. Uh, but man, this documentary does not shy away from the fact that he's just a cantankerous, bitter, yeah. selfish, it's good. angry it, man. It bears all. Oh know? yeah, I, I like from the. I mean, we're, we're treated to the American uh, documentary guy getting his nose broken in the first scene. <laughs> in the first scene by Ginger Baker smashing a cane into his face. I'll put you in fucking hospital. <laughs> Whack! Yeah. Smashes Ginger in the face Baker with the cane. just broke my nose, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's how it starts. I mean, yeah. and you've got to bear in mind as well. 
uh, Ginger Baker and that uh, journalist uh, were friends. They'd already made. They'd already. He'd already lived with them for a couple of weeks. I need to do a Rolling yeah. Stone piece or something like that. For the, sorry, for those. Can that you truly know, ever be friends with Ginger Baker? No, do you think, he doesn't have any. <laughs> but for those, for those not in the know, we should probably say who don't know who Ginger Baker is. Yeah. He was the, which is one of the focuses of, the, of, the, of this documentary. Ginger Baker was the uh, uh, drummer for iconic late sixties yeah. little known band called, called Creme, Creme Brulee. Oh, <laughs> it's a shit business, um, and yeah, which was the band which pretty much um, shot Eric Clapton into the superstardom, um, yeah. and. Uh, kind of fucked over Ginger and he Baker kind of, as he puts as in well, this yeah. documentary he pretty much made no money from Cream and continues to not make any from the rights mm. he, I mean he does lament the fact that songwriting he, he I, I agree with this as well he hates the way that like say the, the, the lyricists and or the guitarist will um, always get credit as songwriters and as he says well they didn't write the drums. Mm. They didn't play the drums. I you did. just hit shit. He don't said, you? That he, "Yeah, exactly." He said they should have been split three ways because, yeah. and um, as he makes a point, he came up with a lot of the iconic sounding cream. He makes a very good point, but he's very bitter because of it. He was an angry, bitter man anyway. Well, I, I'd be pissed. Yes, yeah. you, you look at where he's living, and then he probably looks over to uh, Clapton. Clapton, and was it Bruce? Uh, Jack Bruce. Jack yeah. Bruce uh, in their mansions <laughs> with their cars, and he'd be like, yeah. "No wonder he's so bitter." Yeah, he lives in a ranch in South Africa because yeah. he's not allowed in. But like ninety percent of European countries, he's been chucked out. And, yes, watch yeah, it. Well worth watching. I'll give it a go. Even if you know nothing about rock music or Cream, it's yeah. still from a kind of a a portrait of a once great musician. Mm. Well, he's still held, a great musician, you know, but held. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what I'm talking about kind of career wise, yeah, right now, before wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. status, um, technically gifted amazing yeah. mad as a box of soapy frogs yeah it's it's just a great watch yeah it is watch. um and it's actually got added on netflix last week i will yep so i will give it a go yes, so give it a go give it a blast um let's go back to you again will um i a couple of kind of scientology ones here that i watched <laughs> uh oblivion which i did enjoy yeah and after earth which was a bit shit yeah so uh oblivion yeah it's good i i very rarely watch a tom cruise film and don't enjoy it Right. Um, it was stripped back nice it, it felt like a bit of a if you haven't seen it but if you, if you saw Moon and enjoyed yeah, Moon right. I like um, Moon it's Loved no Moon. way as good as Moon but it has it has the same feel like it's sort of, of more almost. humble sci-fi sort of feel rather yeah, than a yeah it's it's a bit long and it's a bit boring but that's the way I like my my sci-fi right. uh, so it works it's stripped back so the, the, there's, there's hardly any characters in it yeah um, I have heard Someone did mention to me that it's got some of the best CG they've seen in a film in a it long time. It looks fantastic. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I'd give that a go. Yeah, it's, I, I enjoyed it. After Earth, not so much. You know, again... <laughs> I don't think I've met anyone like Scientology laden um, one here. It's it's okay, I guess, is the best thing I can say. Right. Jaden Smith does he is just like a, a mini Will Smith yeah, even yeah. down to his facial movements and it's it works having them as father and son works yeah. the idea of him running around you know Earth trying not to get killed by all these crazy things is is fair enough but there's just not enough even when he's in peril you don't feel it you know you don't really care that much for right. you just don't care and no. that's yeah. a essential flaw isn't yeah. it so it was okay at best Right, and that's okay. me being very generous. That's me. <laughs> you, uh, this yeah. is the man. And I'm usually quite generous. Had Waterworld on VHS. <laughs> Watched it again the other day. Did you? Yep. It's shocking. Do you, do you know Will and and Vicky? 
to the listeners who do not know, Vicky is my wife. They gang up on an affair me. for years. Yes, <laughs> they gang up on me. It feels like you've been having an affair because they gang up on me that they both like the film The Call. The, really? Yes. The Call's the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, The Call stopped spinning. That happens every other week. Yeah, <laughs> y- yeah. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, just just <laughs> just going back to um, After Earth and, and mentioning um, Will Smith, we should probably mention that the iconic Uncle Phil died a couple of days ago. Did he, James Avery? Yes, yes. 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 Oh. did. Very sad. Complications also, from uh, open heart surgery. Shredder. Fuck yeah. Yeah, Shredder. Shredder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that is actually quite sad. Turtles. How yeah. old is he? He must have been in his. He 70s. was about sixty-five. I is think. that all? Yeah, but he had. Well, he's a big guy. Yeah, he was yeah. having open heart surgery. I presume he had illnesses to do with his size, right? And uh, complications due to the surgery when he died. Dang. So there we go. Dang. Yeah, they have oh. just brought you down there, haven't they? The world has lost a fantastic voice. He had a great yeah. voice. Yeah. He had a really good. He was, he, I hadn't seen him in a lot recently. The last time I saw him, in, he, he played a police officer in like the last season of that 70s show. What have I mentioned that TV show twice in this episode have, already? Yeah. But yeah, he was in that, and that's the last thing I remember seeing him in. If, like, I'm t- you're talking about six, seven years ago there. Mm. Maybe even longer. I think I'd seen him in Enterprise, Star Trek Enterprise. Shit, he was in Enterprise, a, yes. Klingon. Was he a Klingon? He made a good Klingon. Again, you need a good a really voice fat to be a Klingon. Klingon. Yeah. He's got a good head for a Klingon, hasn't he? That's yeah. what you need, something the to put the latex on. And, yeah. And he, uh, Actually, yeah, you yeah, can do the, the ring. Get some good ridges. <laughs> good ridges. Dirty boy. <laughs> um, well, on my list here, we're getting in the sort of like, I, I presume to be around about the summer blockbuster time because you have like a quick succession of that kind of like big boys here with them. Um, I'll just reel them out. You've got uh, Man of Steel, yeah. uh, World yeah. War Z, yeah. or Z, depending on how you want to say it. Uh, this is the end, uh, which you watched the other week. And I enjoyed, enjoyed this. Is the uh, end, Pacific yeah. Rim. Uh, that's big the dumb space end. fun that yeah. knows what it is does Pacific is, Rim yeah. right whereas Man of Steel thought it was fucking yeah. awful well, we'll come back to them in a sec uh, and you've got yeah the uh, World's End and the Wolverine I think that's right. kind of like the summer blockbuster period but um, yeah we've all seen Man of Steel yeah. uh, I was a bit underwhelmed style over substance see I right I approached this as somebody who couldn't give a flying fuck about Superman mm. and I enjoyed it the yeah. the last half an hour was um, a joyless massacre uh, that just it just began to mean nothing. Mm. Did, um, did you not find the whole thing like really bitty though? That you felt that there's a director's cut out some out there somewhere which will make a bit I, more. I sense. agree with you there. Yeah, it I mean, seemed all it, it kind was of, flawed. Mm. It was flawed, but I enjoyed it, and I don't remember when I last enjoyed a Superman film. So maybe maybe it wasn't one for Superman fans. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> which, uh, but well, I'm, not, uh, I'm not a massive Superman fan. I must say, yeah. Uh, it, for me, it was one of the things which I found very irritating was it, it was felt really jarring because it was like every two seconds he'd look at the school bus and have a flashback. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, stop it! And then I think at one point there's a flashback. Just in die a flash- already, Costner! Die! Yeah, there was all that well, sort of shit. There was stuff that just didn't make sense. In it as yeah, well. as well as well. Yeah, you know, I, I got. I got the dramatic reasoning for him not rescuing Kevin Costner from the tornado. <laughs> but for fuck's sake, you're Superman. Just get on with it. Yeah. Deal with the consequences later. So everybody yeah. w- had licked LSD before the tornado came, and yeah. that's why they're seeing him flying around. But um, no, I, I, I enjoyed it. And I think Zack Snyder's visual style is... I wouldn't say maturing, because he's still like a, an ADHD kid let loose in a CG factory. Yeah. Um, but uh, basically, it, I think it's it's coming together a lot mm. more. It's become a lot more focused. I did enjoy the Kryptonian tech. I was going to say yeah. that. that. Krypton that, looked that, awesome. That looked yeah. We yeah. haven't seen that in a film before. We've never got to see, the really get to see the planet get destroyed and spend some time there. Because mm. yeah. in the original Superman, it's very fleetingly at the well, beginning, I remember, isn't it? Yeah. I remember uh, the trailers for it made it seem like, oh, this is a stripped back, yeah. bare bones, Dark Knight style version of Superman and everybody went ah. and then within two minutes you've got Russell Crowe flying on a dragon through an apocalyptic war on an <laughs> yeah, alien yeah. planet <laughs> sw- 
swimming into a, a sea full of baby fetuses growing and, off a tree yeah, yeah. and um very matrixy that bit no one ever really acknowledged that i no. didn't really understand how that that wasn't at all yeah rip but uh, anyway um no I, I enjoyed it and i think that my, my main criticism was that last half an hour when he's there at the end going, ah, moral dilemma. Zod's going to kill these three people. And it's like, dude, you've just oh, flown yeah, through 20 skyscrapers. Yeah. Like, nonchalantly flicked what off a, a petrol Orphanage tanker. you flattened <laughs> back there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like everyone's just gone home for the day because it's yeah. kicking off a bit outside. We all best go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah that's, a lot of people said that. It is kind of, I am getting increasingly more worried about the Batman Superman film though. I'm starting to get. I didn't what, have good it's now to begin got Wonder with. Woman in. N- n- no, not because it's got Wonder Woman in. Well, that is going to be a bit shit anyway because they just chew on another character. And it is the fact that she's just going to be there as a supporting character, and she deserves more than that. Wonder Woman as a character deserves more. Do you, than just do you not think she, the film. she's going to be in it? Maybe for. I mean, one theory that I think might pan out is that she's going to be in it in maybe in the last ten minutes or so as a link to the wider universe in the same way that Samuel L. Jackson cropped up in the Marvel films. She's down, she's credited already as having a starring role. Right, okay. Guess Now, I don't know how they're going to put, I just can't see them being able to put Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman and supposedly Nightwing, who's meant to be in it as well, all in this film. Oh yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah. I I, I just think the, he didn't do, he didn't do an amazing job with the Man of Steel, taking on all of this for the second one, I think he's kind of, he's running a risk there, I think. He's running yeah. a risk. Wait and see. Like yeah. I said, I, oh, yeah, I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed yeah. Man of Steel, yeah. and I'll go and see Batman versus Superman. I'm yeah. a massive Batman fan. Yeah. If it's shit, it's shit. Yeah. There's still the Dark Knight films. There's still Tim Burton's oh, films. Stop so. being mature. <laughs> um, out of all those other blockbusters that I mentioned, we'll just talk about a couple of them because we haven't really got time to talk through everything. Um, we, we've we all seen Pacific Rim. Should we have a chat about yeah. Pacific Rim? <laughs> That, it, it's perfect for, again, coming back to big, dumb fun. It knows exactly what it is. Yeah. The script is meh at best. Yeah. But you're there Idris to Elber, see big robots. Idris yeah. Elba is called Stacker Pentecost. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best name ever. They should have given Mandela one of those big robots, shouldn't they? they should have. <laughs> that, 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 that would have helped out. <laughs> that would have helped yeah. out, um, yeah. no, Pacific Rim, great fun. It I, isn't it? You know, when people say, what's it about? You just go, it's big robots fighting monsters. Yeah. It's, see, I, I, I took um, it, uh, people who... Don't know. I'm a I'm a teacher, and I took a, at the end of year as our, my end of year activity. We have like a activity week at the end of the year, and uh, my one that I do is um, a comic book based one where we get the kids to make uh, a comic book movie trailer and make two issues of their own comic book. Um, and we also go to the cinema, and it was right at the time Pacific Rim had just come out, so that felt like the most appropriate mm. thing to take them to see. And these were like twelve, thirteen year old lads. And um, I came out of it, and I think I enjoyed it more than them, <laughs> which says a lot for my mental age. Yeah. But um, I came out, and there was one lad, and I said, oh, what did you think of it? And he was like, well, it was a bit unrealistic, sir. And I went, well, yeah, it was about giant robots and monsters. And he goes, no, I mean, when the robot went in the water and it had the nuclear reactor, how was it still functioning with this nuclear reactor inside completely submerged in water? And I was like, I think you're overthinking it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were you a little bit disappointed there was no um, tentacle-faced beasties that came out of the ocean? I was hoping for a bit of a Cthulhu. Yeah, like, I thought there might have been. Uh, him being such a massive Lovecraft fan, and yeah. it basically being... I mean, that's... Giant sea monster uh, Yeah, creatures. you know, like yeah. Cthulhu and all that lot are meant to be from the Pacific, aren't they? So, you know, yeah. the Pacific Ocean. So I thought there might be a little, at least a sly reference to some sort of Lovecraft Cthulhu mythos, was it, but there wasn't, wasn't there? It was a really weird narrative as well, because mm. the trailer made it seem like 
you were going to see it from the beginning of the crisis, yeah. from when the portal opened and yeah. then the monsters came out and then uh, and then you thought by the end of the film they'll have built these robots and mm. be battering them. Mm. But it sort of starts and it covers all that in then the this prologue. Happened, then this happened, then this happened, yeah. here we are, go! Yeah. With Charlie Hunnam's weird, not from anywhere in America accent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We yeah. thought alien life would come from the stars. <laughs> <laughs> we eyed pet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it was. It, it's exactly what you said. It's great. Big, yeah. big dumb fun. Yeah. I mean, I think I said at the time, it, it's basically the new Independence Day in yeah. my eyes. Yeah. It's yeah. big dumb fun. Yeah, I'd I happily though, see a second one. Yeah. I think though, I think the difference between that Independence Day is I think Pacific Rim is a lot more self-aware of itself, whereas Independence Day wasn't. Yeah, yeah. it's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, admittedly. Yeah. But it's that level of massive fun, blowing mm. up fun. Yeah. Um, yes. yes. I would very much like to see a sequel to that film, I think. Um, I would just want to talk about one of the other um, blockbusters from around about the same time, um, just before we move on to some of the shit that we'll watch. <laughs> um, the slightly underwhelming World War Z slash Z. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as I thought it I could have been. Um, and I mean, I, I've been a massive fan of the novel for quite some time, mm. and it would be easier if this wasn't called World War Z because mm. it's so unlike the novel, other than the fact that they go to different locations in the world yeah. and there's a zombie apocalypse. Well, for a start, it's, the, the novel is not strictly like a normal novel, is it? No, it's, um, it would have made for an it? interesting film, but not one that they would have backed with $200 million. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because it was, I mean, for anybody who hasn't read World War Z, it's essentially, um, the book is structured as if it's um, a UN employee interviewing people with their accounts of the zombie war after the war has been won by the humans, by the living. Mm. Um, and so you get, all of these first-person narratives from throughout the entire, all the stages of the war. And um, for that reason, you see it in, in my in my new detail from every possible perspective. All around get, the world as well. Yeah, yeah. all global, uh, even uh, in the International Space Station. Mm. Um, you, you get them, you know, they're sat watching the zombie apocalypse unfold, unable to do anything in yeah. the space station. It's just fantastic. Um, translating that into a film was going to be a challenge, but the sort of the it was really worrying when they had all the reshoots and all the mm-hmm. problems with filming and there were rumors of disputes between Brad Pitt and Mark Foster and uh, then when it came out I was surprised by how just enjoyable it was as mm. a bit of a blockbuster film. Um, but I think I said to you at the time, like well, after you'd seen it, I yeah, said yeah. it's a film that has a bunch of amazing sequences. But as a whole film, it doesn't work. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It um, doesn't. It's a, it, there's a bunch of brilliant action sequences that get very samey after a while. Yeah. Um, but I think that the... Uh, and I really mean this because I've seen a lot of apocalyptic cinema. I think the shot where you got Brad Pitt and the pilot in the in the plane above the clouds and it's as they're flying over like India oh, yeah. and Pakistan and just... Just off to the left, you see a mushroom cloud just coming up out of the out of the sky out through the cloud line. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that little moment was one of the most like powerful moments in any apocalyptic movie I've seen. It was yeah, just yeah. this world's going to chaos and yeah, yeah. But yeah, as a film, yeah. Hey, did you see it, Will? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of similar to Ed. I thought some bits were really good, mm. but like you say, some nice scenes that they just kind of hacked together. Yeah. You know, kind of like, okay, let's jump on a plane. And, oh, we're crashing. Oh, we're here in Wales. Yeah. <laughs> right near the place we were yeah. flying to. Yes. Weird fact. Peter Capaldi, who's in the last part of World War Z, yeah. is credited as 
WHO, World Health Organization. Doctor. WHO doctor. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Six weeks after the film came out, he was cast as Doctor Who. <laughs> Fucking fix. <laughs> Where is the identity? Well, that, that, that takes us on... I'll jump back to a couple of films, but that takes us on nicely to another film which came out, um, which was a cinema release, uh, apparently, um, from uh, towards the end of uh, 2013, and that was the uh, 50th anniversary for Doctor Who. Doctor Who, the, uh, the Day of the Doctor. Did either of you chaps see it? No, no. And I, I don't know whether I should like Doctor Who or not. I just haven't really watched any of the modern stuff. I ain't, I ain't a massive fan of Doctor Who, but I've got to say I really did enjoy it mainly for John Hurt. John Hurt playing one of the Doctors was basically, basically throughout the entire thing, you've got you've got three Doctors in it at the same time. You've got um, Matt Smith. You've got um, David Tennant. I was going to say Scottish McScotchman. I couldn't remember his name. Scottish David... McScotchman. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you have any listeners in Scotland, Richie? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, David Tennant. And then you've got John Hurt. And basically, throughout the entire film, it, it's, it's almost like you've got Matt Smith and David Tennant as one entity, and then John Hurt as the other, because basically... They couldn't individually go head to head with John Hurt acting, so they had to combine them and just have them to sort of like you know. It's the movement, boy. Yeah, always taking the piss out of John Hurt's character and all this sort of thing because John Hurt is just. You know this from an acting point of view, Will. John Hurt is like he's a quite still actor, isn't he? He doesn't yeah, yeah. he doesn't go for it really ever. I might um, scare people sometimes. Like, oh, okay, yeah, less is more thing because you'll find that some actors will panic and just get bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger because they don't want to come down to I'm I'm very much I can I like your your John Hurts and your Anthony Hopkins yeah. quite often can bring it right down bring it really down yeah so. and, well he, he does it he does in this okay. um, and he's just such a cool doctor he's referred to as the war doctor it's the doctor that the regeneration of the doctor that he he chose to forget he doesn't talk about it it's never really been mentioned because it's during the 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 the, uh, the war with the Daleks the Time Lords and the Daleks where everything kicked off um, it's during that period and he did some things he regrets and that's the entire crux of this story but he looks so cool it's John Head, bit of a beard leather trench coat all sort of like dusty looking and he just looks proper badass like you would want that's the war doctor to look but I was massively impressed um, my wife watched it first time she's ever seen Doctor Who and really enjoyed it Um yeah, and it was a really, a, a really impressive because normally I'm a bit uh, with Doctor Who special effects, a bit ropey. The BBC special effects department are not as good as they think they are, um, but the stuff in this um, was really, really good, um, and it was just a very, very enjoyable little 50th anniversary thing. So I only mention it because, well, you know, it was down as being a cinema release. You know, um, some did you see anything around about the summer period? Will is anything that I didn't see that was you know some of the I didn't actually put down when all mine from so what we were in kind of like World War yeah World War Z Pacific Rim Um, let me I'll I'll just smash some out quickly Despicable Me too I very much enjoyed that I I want to see it I haven't seen the first one yet so that I'm kind of holding off you'll like them both Um, uh, one that should have worked but ended up just being kind of okay stand-up guys with Christopher Walken, Al Pacino, and Alan Arkin. Right, okay. Uh, kind of old crooks, <clears throat> back for one last hurrah. Walken is told that he has to kill Pacino, so he mm. comes out of prison, they spend this last day together, and then we'll see what happens. It wasn't fantastic. It was quite nice to see the three of them knocking around together, but they were all just going through the motions. Going through the motions. Like they do now. Yeah. It sounds like if they if they were completely on their game, that would be a kind of cool film. That's a good idea. 
but they're all like that now. I mean, it's really disappointing a lot of the older, older, the the older of the sort of the, you know, like the the amazing actors like Nicholson and and Walken and all that. Lot. De Niro as well. It's just they all just I, I just get the impression they just don't really care anymore. Mm. They just never. Put, yeah, it's. I mean, it's hard. It wasn't as if these characters were really gave them anything to do. Right. Okay. It was kind of like, oh, okay, I'm going to write this, and it's kind of a, he's going to be an Al Pacino type, that kind yeah. of like bit of a dirty old man. He's been yeah. away. He's going to go say who you are a lot and all that kind of shit. <laughs> uh, who should we get to play it? Al Pacino. Yeah, wicked. Uh, get him in, and then Al Pacino's going to turn him and go, oh, fuck, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> and then what's he going to do? Yeah. yeah. You know, and Walkin's just going to be Walkin. I mean, the best one in it was Alan Arkin. Right. But I, I think I've always been a big fan of Alan Arkin, and he always makes the best of even stuff he's in, which. Isn't that great? Like Bert Wonderston, he was also in the Bert Wonderston. <laughs> Bert Wonderston. <laughs> yeah, he he was also in. It is, man. <laughs> yeah, that was a slow burner. It turned out to be okay. But yeah. Alan Arkin has a good turn in it. Yeah, again. So he's, you've mentioned Arkin a few times on the show. I think you're a bit of a fan. Aren't you? I like him. He's he's he'll never. He's not a show offy type actor. Again, he's mm. very downplayed. He yeah. can kind of kick it up a notch if needs be, right. but he's very good at the less is more kind of thing. And I just appreciate that. I think ever since I saw him in a. Eternal Sunshine, not Eternal Sunshine, Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, of course. Um, he really kind of popped into my yeah. consciousness. Then I started going back and watching all the things he'd been in. Like, so I'm Iron Axe Murderer. He has a wonderful turn as the really nice yeah. police superintendent. Yeah. He's trying to be mean, yeah. trying to be horrible, but he just can't do it because he's so damn nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's I, good. Remember, I really need to see that film again. I remember loving So I'm Iron Axe Murderer when I was a kid, yeah. but I don't. Yeah, I yeah. saw it about year about year or two ago. You might be a bit disappointed with it. Oh, now. is it not that good? No, it, it's not. Um, I remember. It's of its I went, time, though. It's of its time. Yeah, I went and saw it then... the cinema when it came out, and yeah. I remember enjoying it then. And I watched it again, and I was like, eh, it's a bit. Yeah. So right, let me just smash through yeah. what I've seen, which is shit, mm. and then I'll go on to something which I did really enjoy. Lone Ranger, awful. Don't see it. <laughs> if you want to see Jack Sparrow being racially insensitive, who knew he's part of Cherokee? He's allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, yeah. It's so a Lone Ranger, not great. Disappointed with Disney's planes. I mean, Cars wasn't that great a premise, mm. but at least I enjoyed it from a visual point of view. Yeah. But planes is just meh. Don't bother, even unless you've got kids. They should to make me, tanks. Planes, <laughs> like, it's, it sounds like oh. if somebody was doing a parody of a Pixar film. One of those cheap ones you get in Poundland. Yeah, you know, like, what are we going to do? Um, uh, stationary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Secret lives of stationary when you leave the office. Yeah. It's like, oh, we've done cars. Oh, planes. Yeah, there we go. That'll make some the money. Next one's trains. Trains. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so Elysium, very disappointed with Elysium. Went to see that at the cinema, Matt Damon. You said you were a little bit with Elysium, didn't you? Uh, n- well, I never saw Elysium, but mainly because I was a little bit uh, with District 9, and I got ah, very... Oh, I can't find my words. People I know didn't like me for not liking District 9. Um, and uh, it, it wasn't that I didn't like it, because I thought District 9... I think that Neil Blomkamp is a... He should talk to every action director currently working in, in cinema today and say, this is how you film action, because he's got it nailed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought District 9 was very choppy. Yeah. wasn't quite as intelligent as it thought it was because mm. um, all those all the ideas that were promised in the trailer that it was it had like undertones of apartheid and segregation it boiled down to like a man with a gravity gun from Half-Life 2 blasting pigs at people in slums <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh, and uh, then you know for that slightly put me off seeing Elysium but uh, I was going to go and see it, but it turned out the people I was oh, going to no, go and see. Wait with for it to come out on DVD. I mean, it looks it looks great. Yeah. Shoto Copley does a good turn as this fucked up crazy merc. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but everything else again, it feels quite bitty. And 
you want them to explore other aspects of the world, mm. what has happened, what has come before, rather than all this kind of, oh, it's the haves and the have-nots, we've got to get to Elysium, yeah. and then it just ends. Right. Like, oh. So again, it's like it seems like you know, it was an idea with loads of intellectual promise. Yeah, it's a, it's a good really... idea, it's not, it just doesn't, yeah. pan out, doesn't pan out well, so that was just funny. Riddick was a weird one. Chronicles right. of Riddick was shit. Yeah. So I thought, well, yeah. I'll give Riddick another go. And it's... I enjoy. I ended up enjoying it. It's kind of got the look and the feel that they wanted to get in Chronicles of Riddick, right? But with the structure of uh, Pitch Black, right? Um, it looked like the plot of Pitch Black as well. <laughs> it's very similar, and that's why it works again because yeah. it's like it starts off. It's very Riddick heavy, and then Riddick disappears for like forty-five minutes an hour right. while he's off killing everybody. So it's just all their reactions <laughs> are like, "Oh my god, it's fucking Riddick!" <laughs> and then all the guys, are, "I told you, it's fucking Riddick." <laughs> yeah. But there's twenty of us. But it's Riddick. And I'm too old for this yeah. Riddick. <laughs> yeah. And then, but I, I, I found enjoyment in it. I did. Again, right. it's not, it's not as good as Pitch Black. Right. But it's nowhere shit as Chronicles Riddick was. Okay. So right. I might, I might have to give that a blast. Um. Did either of you? I know you did. Ad. Did Did you see Will? Did you see the World's End? I did see the world's end. Oh no 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 no! I you saw, saw, I saw the, end. the end. I've still got to watch this. Uh, the world's end. Bit disappointed with the world's end. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was still very very enjoyable and yeah. full of people who we all love. Yeah, um, and quite funny at times. Uh, but it, um, I liked that they played with the uh, character formula and had Simon Pegg as the annoying yeah. uh, comic relief yeah. and Nick Frost as the straight man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was quite interesting to see and a bit different, um, but it's definitely the weaker of the... The three. The three in the um, Three Colours Cornetto yeah. trilogy. Um, it is definitely, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I, I just felt a little bit, I don't know, I really don't. Maybe I expected too much of it, to be honest. Maybe. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's made a bit more awkward because Will hasn't seen it. Yeah, yeah. We won't, won't so that. we won't discuss it other than to say that there are structural issues with it. But I'll still enjoy it, yeah. you reckon? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's that, still great fun. Really it want. has about three yeah. or four endings. Yeah. Right, okay. Okay. And it's very yeah you you sort of it's it's a bit of a it's a bit return of the kingish in that you keep going all right and getting up to going oh, yeah, yeah. Right, and spot. it's and and uh, the final thing we'll say it's a bit of a what the fuck ending as well isn't it yeah it's yeah. A bit like eh, but um, you, you can, but uh, yeah, yeah it's it's got some it's got that very peg and right balance of um uh, of character moments with really silly comedy mm-hmm. um you know and it has that throughout and it's a really nice premise like about halfway through I thought I really like this because. It's when they've realised that the town's been taken over by by alien robots, but they're they're already pissed. And the best thing they can think to do is to not re- attract suspicion by continuing the pub crawl. <laughs> so it's that whole thing of if there was an alien invasion and you were getting pissed, how would you react? And you can see them all in yeah, their eyes, just yeah. like slowly looking around yeah. the bar, just like shit. I think we're in this shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, Keep going. And there's yeah. there's that brilliant side to it. But yeah, it yeah. Uh, without ruining too much, it has it has flaws. It's yeah. the weakest of the three, but it's still great fun. Yeah, it is. It is a bit of fun. Well, you mentioned you got a bit mixed up there with uh, this is the end, mm. which confusingly came out around about the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I only saw that recently. I thought it was all right. Yeah, I, um, I enjoyed it. I like kind of actors playing versions of themselves. I thought it was. I know, I know this is obviously intended. I mentioned it to you last time. I saw you that it's very self indulgent. It's very well, self indulgent. Again, you're gonna get some of this when you have the characters mm. playing themselves and that whole kind of because they're all mates it is just one big yeah. in joke but if you if you like that joke which I'll, I did then I'll throw it out there for you 
best cameo in the film, and I know you Michael Sarah, he's brilliant. Isn't Michael Sarah, oh, because he's. I like Michael Sarah at the best of times. I like because he. Let, let's be honest, Michael Sarah for a lot of times. In in the bigger pictures I've seen, mm. much less the indie ones, he usually plays Michael Sarah. Mm. But he he does a wonderful turn as Michael Sarah if he was like a massive cokehead at a party, <laughs> and it's just perfect because he's so innocent. And yeah. this, that and the other. Put it this way: just... one of the main characters walks into the bathroom <laughs> at the party at the beginning to see Michael Sarah stood with his pants around his ankles, one last sucking him off and one last rimming him. And he, just, <laughs> he just turns and goes, "Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah." <laughs> he's just kind of doing that kind of cokehead, staring him out. You yeah, know? as the jaw starts going as well. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so good. He squeezes Rihanna's ass at the beginning and gets slapped on the face <laughs> for his troubles. Yeah, um, but um, it, yeah, some of the cameos are great, and I like the way they sort of because obviously they're playing themselves in this mm. film. I like the way it did flip some of the characters a little bit around. Like, is it Danny McBride? Yeah, complete yeah. cunt. In this yeah, film, yeah, yeah. But the other good cameo. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum is the gimp. Yeah, <laughs> fucking awesome. Playing himself as a gimp. Yeah. Yeah, I think you were telling me about this. <laughs> yeah. I do need to see it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah there's, there's some great stuff in it, and mm. them, them uh, being so bored, trapped in the house, they decide they're going to film their own sequel to Pineapple Express, because yeah, he's still got all the props in the house, you know, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. It's, it's, yeah, that's kind of fun, but it, it does feel like it could have been a bit shorter, because it is a bit mm. self-indulgent. and uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is little. But yeah, yeah, again, it's good fun. It's what, good fun. What's yeah. your film of the year then, do you reckon? My film of the year? Oh God, that's a good question. Ooh, I hadn't thought this. Um I'm gonna look at my little list here. Well, sh- shall I give you mine? Yeah, for go, now, for it, go for as it. You're looking. I'm gonna go with uh Alpha Papa, the Alan Partridge film. I enjoyed, enjoyed it. it so very much because I was worried that a lot of Partridge fans might be that. Please don't be shit. Please don't be shit. I really hope the trailer just doesn't have all the good bits in. But it was great. Fucking loved Alpha Papa. It had that wonderful pomposity of Alan all the way through yeah. it. The fact that it was shot in many ways that was bloated Hollywood. Like that what Partridge will will see as kind of like, I've made it. Yeah. Like yeah. the like the soaring vista view at the beginning. When it comes in, it's like Norfolk. Yeah. Dum da 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 dum. <laughs> and it, it has all these moments like when he tries to make his heroic monologues, but he just gets slapped down by various happenings. Yeah. Um so I was very happy with Alan Partridge. I hadn't laughed out loud for a long time. I watched it on film, my own so, and I was I was yeah. absolutely wet myself. I mean the the bit getting out that window when he escapes. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Have you so. seen that? No. Oh um, man, it's yeah. It was another one that I think we were going to go and see, and then um, we were oh, going. To we see were going to go and see it, but your wife said she hated Alan Partridge, so we didn't go. Ooh. And we went and saw Kickass too, which and was we disappointing as hell. As well, I'm going to was... divorce your wife now. She hates Alan Partridge. She doesn't like Partridge. <laughs> Fucking slag yeah, bag. So, Get um, out of my life. <laughs> yeah, it's her fault that, yeah. that I haven't seen it because I okay. definitely couldn't have gone to see it any other time. No, you couldn't. Um, but yeah, we Bastard. went to see Kickass too, which was painfully average. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. For something that was following up one of my favourite films mm. that I've seen in the last 10 years because yeah. it was just pure anarchic madness Yeah. Uh, to then follow up with something that was really kind of bland and in terms of... Play it safe. Uh, yeah, if it, kick-ass to play it safe. And what the fuck was that bit with, with uh, Uni and Jay who we thought were a made-up boy band? Yes, there's some weird pop culture references there's like the, there's a whole bit where Hit Girl um, has to be like a normal teenager and go to school and she... Um, be well she befriends this bunch of horrible girls who are like like really caricatured bitchy mean girls style group and um she's in the one of the houses with them and they say something like um she says oh i'm not into boys and then they go oh you wouldn't think that if you once you see uni and jay she goes what the fuck is uni and jay and then they play this music video of this boy band 
and Richie and I both thought they were a, a, a made up like piss take of of One Direction. That's what, yeah, that's what they look um, like. Turns out they're a real boy band. Yeah. Um, and it's in Kickass, and she watches it and then gets aroused watching it. <laughs> Essentially, it just felt like a real misstep in something that's meant to be the whole point of Kickass in my eyes that it was this ultra rebellious homage to comics mm. you know and it was meant to be this it was like the bad boy one where you had a you know you had a little girl swearing her head off and cutting people's arms off you yeah. had nicholas cage shooting his daughter in the chest to train her and yeah you know you had all this and this amazing action in the first one and then the second one you have we were saying afterwards the visual style wasn't there was it wasn't there no. matthew vaughn's presence was very very much gone yeah uh which it obviously was, he was producing it, but they were just really, really flat scenes that he would have just put a little visual panache on. And yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. It didn't, yeah, a bit disappointing. Yeah. But so you're saying your film of the year was Alphabet? I'm going to go with Alphabet. I think I'm probably going to have to agree there, man. It, for me, that was probably the standout film of the year as well. The one I was most surprised by because I was so uh, scared of it. Yeah. I was like, oh God. Don't and, ruin it, don't ruin it, don't ruin it. Did you have a film in the year, Ed? I'm really shit at picking films of the year or my favourite film ever. I always have like a top five that's like a revolving door policy. Mm. Um, But uh, I will say the one... I might seem a bit of a heathen to any proper film fans out there considering we were talking about all the prestige films earlier, but the the film I enjoyed the most in the cinema this year was Thor The Dark World. That was good. It right. was good fun. Um, yeah. And it, it's 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 flawed because it's just, it's you know, it's a big superhero film. It's yeah. a big dumb space fun. Um, but uh, I absolutely loved it. And um, the fact that, all those characters are so established that people forget there's only been one other Thor film. Yeah. This is Thor 2, you know, and because of the Avengers, everybody knows Loki, everybody knows Thor, and mm. everybody knows the Marvel Universe. Because all that's established, there's a real sense of the f- the very comfortable with the whole thing now, comfortable enough to have real fun with it and to make jokes the fans will get. And yeah. it was a huge crowd-pleasing film for me. And yeah. um, Tom Hiddleston is just the man. <laughs> like, yeah. Because there's there's a big part of there's a big section in in Thor where you get him you get some uh, Hiddleston at the beginning. Yeah. And then he gets locked up, and then there's a good forty minutes or so where it's uh you know Thor prattling about with Winona Ryder for a bit. Winona Ryder. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman, we're not a rider. I just <laughs> <laughs> jumped decades there. Yeah. She, she would have been in Thor if it was made in the 90s, let's right, be honest. Yes, that's true. Um, but uh, basically, yeah, with, um, with Natalie Portman. And then you get the big attack on Asgard that looks awesome. Um, and it's nice to see the shiny stuff getting smashed up. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> then, um, then it cuts to the jail and you go, fuck, I forgot Loki was in this. Brilliant. Yeah. And uh, then he's, he's just... It's just brilliant, and it's you know it's daft because yeah. it's Thor. It's about a man with long hair and a massive hammer, yeah. and he hits people with his hammer, and then they go away. Crazy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of all the Marvel films that I, I knew was coming up, I didn't know that much about Thor, mm. and I worried that Thor was going to be shit. I thought Captain America would be better, but mm. I ended up enjoying Thor immensely and finding Captain America all right. I'm assuming yeah. when the Winter Soldier comes around, I'll enjoy it, but it'll be all right. But it'll be no Thor too. Right? I haven't seen Thor two yet. The only person I felt bad for in Thor 2 was Christopher Eccleston because he probably had to endure about like 10 to 12 hours in makeup to essentially just be a narrative device. Right. Like he just goes around going, we will take the universe back for ourselves <laughs> yeah. again. He just does that a lot. And even um, 
um, uh, uh, Thor's mother, who's called um, Frigga, but written down, it's Frigga. Yes. Um, even she knacks him. <laughs> Does she? He turns up to sort of, you know, say to her like, "Oh, give me the, give me the MacGuffin. I want the big MacGuffin." <laughs> uh, oh, Rene Russo, are you still alive? <laughs> <laughs> and she goes at him with a knife and kicks his ass. <laughs> well, and like you're going, "Oh, he's the baddie." And there's uh, a nice, there's a nice cameo from Chris Evans as uh, Captain America as well. Oh, is oh, it's yeah. yeah. We can't spoil that though. Okay, right, don't spoil it because I won't have to watch this film. I will watch. Yeah. It I'm soon. surprised you haven't seen it already. No, I just didn't have the time to go and see it. To be honest. Uh. I didn't have time to see a lot to, from mid-year onwards to see a lot of the cinema to be honest mm. um, okay well, well we'll just spend the next uh, five ten minutes um, shall we uh, just have a look at what's coming up in the next year as it were uh, yes, well, one, one of the films actually. which did come out at the end of December which we will have to mention but obviously we're only all starting to see it now and you've just seen recently was oh, Anch- yeah. Anchorman 2 Anchorman 2 yeah, yeah. Really loved it. Yeah. Um, it, it. It's another huge crowd pleaser. Yeah. It, it's it's fan lip service. You know, it's like you liked Brick in the first one that nobody knew was going to be a success. Yeah. Like, it was a proper. It was a real slow burner because mm. I think everybody forgets that about Anchorman One. It was because it was two thousand and three. It was a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, and, yeah, it will have been. Yeah, and it, and it came out, and a lot of people at the time went, "Oh, it's all right. It's a bit daft." Yeah, and then it got this cult following over time. So then this one came out and it's like, right, you love Brick, have yeah. 20 minutes of Brick being weird. Yeah, okay, yeah. you like Brian Fantana and his Sex Panther. Look at his Gondom collection. Yeah. Well, you, um, you mentioned that Empire, which you have next to you there. Yeah. Only give the new one three out of five. And if I'm not mistaken, they give the first one that, I think, when it first came out. Yeah, and they, they make a point of mentioning um, the fact that the first one got a following over a long time. Yeah. And they said... Uh, and the, the, sort of, the thing is, they sort of go... Um, Oh, at the time, people didn't get Anchorman 1. Mm. But, you know, in hindsight, we can see it's brilliant. This one's a bit weird, though. It's got lots of silly bits, and blah, blah, and it feels like they're just doing the same... It's same the same thing. reaction so to it. So give them another, like, eight years, and they'll yeah. be eating their own words again. Yeah, give them like, another eight yeah. years, and be like, oh, it's a classic. One of those sequels that really works. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got anything there, Will, that you, you look forward uh, to the show? Out of my long list, yeah, go for uh, I'll just go for one, because yep. I've been banging on for a while. Um... Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, yep. because I loved yeah. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Brilliant. That was my film of that year. It, that was a fantastic film. Very, um, very unexpected. Everyone yeah, expected yeah. that to be utter shit. Uh, same here, you know, uh, off the back of, of, of the Mark Wahlberg one, it's like, well, uh, it's already been fucked over. I'll give this... A, oh my God, it's actually good. Yeah, yeah. And it just looks wicked. There we go. I'm um, showing a picture is, of Andy Serkis there. He's more the, the shit. Full gimp suit, and he's also got what look like little crutches to be the extension of his ape arms. Yes, nice. It's nice. A, yeah, with little, um, little bits of rubber on the end so he can walk on so them. Awesome concept art here. If uh, you haven't got, oh, is that of the wall? It's in there. Uh, it looks like it's apes like ransacking oh, a city. Beauty, awesome. Um, with fires and shit. Beauty. I'm very much what, um, what, 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 what's the what's the evil ape called? Who's uh, who's Seamus going to be fighting? What's his name? The really fuck ugly ape who takes the award for creepiest cinema oh, ape I've ever I can't seen. His name oh, now. I can't remember now. Yeah. yeah, it was in Dawn, Plant of the Apes, wasn't it? Sorry, yeah. Rise, the Plant of the Apes. Yeah, because um, yeah, he's the one that they start training towards the end. Yeah, he, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I'm just looking forward to the, to, to the shit hitting the fan with them too. Yeah. yeah. I, from what I can gather, it's pretty much going, it looks like it's going to be, um, it's not just going to be the apes versus the humans. There's going to be inner turmoil amongst the apes yeah. as well, as it were. Um, with that bad guy ape and Caesar, who is well, he's not very fond of what humans have done, but he's not. He's the Patrick Stewart to uh, <laughs> Ian McKellen. <laughs> yes, that's what. He, yes, that is that is true. Um, yeah, I think I I think of all of the films I've got written down here for coming out in the next year, I think that's probably the one that I'm most looking forward to. There's some interesting ones coming up though. We've got the remake of RoboCop. Yeah, it's going to be crap, but I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
let's have a look. Um, this is the new Coen Brothers film uh, inside. Uh, is it Lewin? Lewin? Lewin Davis? Lewin yeah. Davis. I thought it was Llewellyn, but there's not another. No, yeah, there. I thought that too. Um, that's been getting. That's been picking up the awards, mm-hmm. hasn't it? Um, I won't mind seeing the Railway Man. That'll be nice, harrowing. Yeah. Uh, Gets a bit of a shit number. write up in this empire. Does it? What the fuck do they know? Yeah, they can't what do even. They know? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but yeah, I, I, I was looking forward to yeah, that yeah. as well. Um, uh, I'm, I'm also looking forward to it. It's already out in America, but uh, Wolf of Wall Street is. Yeah, yeah the new Scorsese film. Yeah. Isn't, um, it, isn't it officially the most sweary film of all time now? Is it? I read that the other day. I know that yeah. it's, yeah. it's his longest film he's ever made. Um, and they had to cut in America for it to not be an NC 17, they had to cut several minutes of sex and drug taking. Huh. Um, you know, for which Scott says he must be some pretty serious sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. No, I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, I always look forward to a Scorsese film, regardless of who's in it or what yeah. it's about. Yeah, because it's always going to be at least half decent. You know, um, how about well, this one from a blast from the past? Yeah. I am looking forward to Dumb and Dumber too. I got that there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am looking forward to that yeah. also. I loved Dumb and Dumber when I was a kid. So it'd still be nice to yeah, see. I, I can't see. I haven't seen it as an adult, so it's another oh, one. Still, like, still stands, still, up, still stands, stands up. up. Yeah, yeah okay, so. right, okay. I think so. If, if anything, it reminds you of how funny Jim Carrey can be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it really does. Um, it's still great. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. The, the first one is great. And I am looking forward. That's right at the end of the year, isn't it? It's like yeah, December time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, uh, back on, on the superhero front, there's yeah. Captain America 2 and yeah. there's uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. Yeah, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy as well. And Guardians it's of the Galaxy, Galaxy too, yeah. yeah. We mentioned on the crazy. last show about how we were looking forward to the new Days of Future Past because we were both fans of um, yeah. First Class so much. Yeah, yeah. I tried so, explaining yeah. to uh, to my other half Amy, who has she has real problems with time travel, mm. um, in 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 fiction, not real in real life. <laughs> she just gets randomly just yeah uh, in the future. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> who wins the next grand national woman? Oh, have um, you been in uh, the things I've seen? <laughs> but uh, yeah, we nearly we nearly uh, we nearly broke up over Lost when that started entering the time travel phase. But um, basically, um, she said, "Is X Men: Days of Future Past is it a sequel?" Oh, and now, that's a difficult question, because it's a sequel to the prequel, but it also is a sequel to X-Men 3, Yeah, and the car- the cast are the old cast, but they then send Wolverine back in time to meet the new cast who are in the pre- she went, I don't care, I'm not going to see and it. And you make it even more confusing, it's the storyline to it is set up in the post-credit sequence in the Wolverine. Oh, do we have to watch the Wolverine to get? No, no. Basically, no. it's it's Hugh Jackman gets Wolverine back to America. Was fine though. Was I mean, it all right? Yeah, 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 it was better than the first one. Okay. Oh. He, he he turns up in America again. He's gone through the airport, and all of a sudden, um, he senses something behind him, isn't he? He mm. turns and gets his claws out. And it's Magneto, mm. and he's like, um, you know, you don't have to be afraid of yeah. me. I'm, Easy I'm, now, old B. Yeah, yeah. I'm here. I'm here to be. Uh, I'm I'm here as a friend. And then uh, he says, I've got someone else here who wants to talk to you. And then he turns around and he looks and he realizes everyone's frozen. Uh, and then you just see Professor X come in his chair and he just says, Logan, we need your help. That's where it ends. Right. Setting it up for, well, a little hint at what's going to happen in that. So they're all linked in that way. Mm. So they're prequel to sequels to spin-offs. It'd be very interesting to see how the, how they deal with it. It might it might go wrong. It has the, it has the chance of, but... But Brian okay. Singer handling yeah. the X-Men and he's never gone wrong with, with X-Men. He did go wrong with Jack the Giant Slayer though, or Jack the Giant Killer. I don't know, I got, I got a lot from that. I, I ended up enjoying it. You liked Waterworld in the core. Okay. Yeah, right. I was going to say I heard Jack the Giant Slayer was very much Turkey Central right? yeah Turkey Central um, yeah, I'll just bang through a couple of the other ones we've got here we mentioned the yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, the, the, the stills I've seen that look awesome but yeah, um, it's uh, teased after Thor The Dark World oh, yeah, you get a scene directed by James Gunn featuring Benicio Del Toro ah I know so, the character he plays as well yeah. um, 
In fact, do you know what? I, I'm going to change my mind about the film I'm most looking forward to seeing. The one I'm most looking forward to seeing is Muppets Most Wanted. <laughs> because the first one, I loved that film. Absolutely loved it. Yet again, it being a huge Muppets fan as a kid, I was so... I was like, oh my God, is this is this going to be okay? And I'd read and expect a lot from the first Muppets film. And it was more than I ever expected. It is easily is Jason the... Siegel on on board. Again uh, no, for... he's, I think he's I think he's I think he's uh, the writer you... for some of it, I think. Right, okay. For the sequel, but well, he's not well, in this. Well, that's yeah. good as long as he's still involved. Well, he on said when he side. when he got he got uh, asked to write the first one, he says he's he what his mission was was to bring the Muppets back as strong as they used to be. And he says he, as far as he can said he's done that. And now it's it's time to step aside. He's he's not the star of Muppets. Somebody Muppets else cock it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's it's the same director. Same songwriter back on board again. Oh, so there it's, you go. It's, it's the yeah uh, yeah Brett. Um, <clears throat> so, he's Tex Richmond. Yeah. Everybody knows <laughs> the him. songs are the best one. It remains. It was a great film. So I'm looking forward to the 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 um the second one definitely. Um yeah probably more than Dawn of the Planet of the Apes I think. Um we're getting another Transformers film. Does anyone give a shit anymore? No. Yeah, the thing is I'm more oh. than happy just to watch big robots hate each other. <laughs> again, the, if that's what Transformers films were. It would be fun, but they're not. Oh, so you just phase out all the talky shit in between. You go, come uh, on, Optimus, hit him. Hit him, damn you, hit him. Yeah. The okay, first, were you the really first... that invested in Transformers as a no, kid? The, uh, well, all it was was just a crazy yeah. burst of energy <laughs> on cubes. That's all they did. There was the, massive energy the first on film, The first film really nailed the tone. It was fun. It had that Spielbergian like, it did, l- yeah, tone yeah. to it. It was fun, but stupid, and uh, big robots, and that. And, uh, and then after that, it started getting far too... It, they had Pirates of the Caribbean syndrome. Mm. It got far too complicated, which, in a not very complicated way, just... More complicated yeah. than Transformers should be. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, You're too forgiving, Will. I just don't care. I just, it looked good, and as what long as they the keep... Cop. As long as they keep hitting each other. What, the thing is, what world was a good idea which wasn't executed well? I'll, the I'll core, you you're just retarded. You don't know <laughs> the core is amazing. Um, can I just say one I'm looking forward to? If we're talking about big things smashing stuff up, yeah. uh, Godzilla is yeah, coming out next year. The cool. trailer looks great. Yeah. Um, Did you see Monsters? Yes, I did. By the guy who yeah, directed yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah that, uh, that looked wicked as Brian well. Brian Cranston and... Uh, Brian Cranston is Godzilla? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> You're goddamn right I am. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, great great cast, good director. The trailer looks... If nothing else, the guy really has visual flair. Well, he was you a VFX see, guy to start with, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, you watch the trailer and you're like, every shot of this, it's like, it's like concept art made real. Because like, yeah. there's this brilliant shot in the trailer of all these... Um, Marines doing doing a halo jump, yeah. Which I only say that because they call it that in the trailer. Yeah. Um, but the the jumping down and you just they've all got these red flares that they're carrying. So you just got these like dozen lines of red smoke. You get some really wide down. shots, yeah. don't you? Of the city, and you can just see these red lines coming down. And then the close up of the of one of the guy's faces as he's cutting through the yeah. You the got clouds. POV in his goggles yeah. of you know cutting through the clouds and seeing San Francisco burning. Yeah. And then there's just this huge mountainous tail moving behind them. Yeah. And it's, Doesn't oh. give a lot away, but it's good. Good teaser yeah. trailer. Very very good teaser trailer. Um. I am looking forward to that as well. Massively so. Mm. Um, yeah, it'd be well. great. I mean, um, I ha- I went to see the original, well, not the, <laughs> the original Godzilla, the, the Matthew Broderick one. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I thought, yeah, this is kind of crazy popcorn fun. Yeah. Doesn't stand up to more watchings. So I started to get a bit disappointed. Mm. So I am looking forward to maybe Godzilla. Because it's a great, again, if you like big things, smashing things. Yeah, you do. Pacific Ring, and I do. Yeah. Then it's a classic. Yeah. You know, that and King Kong. 
Oh, get them together. Yeah. Godzilla versus King Kong, do it. Um, all right, well... Circus can be both of them. Yeah. We won't, we won't talk uh, too, in too much detail about him. I'll just go through and list some others that I, I think are notable. Um, we've got uh, the second uh, Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Really enjoyed the first one. I'm kind of looking forward to this. Trailer looks fun. Uh, might suffer from too many baddies, but we'll have to see. Uh, that's looking good fun. Uh, the sequel to Twenty One Jump Street, which I only saw Twenty One Jump Street the other day, and I really, really enjoyed it's it. Great, on your recommendation, it? yeah, <laughs> really enjoyed it because yet again, it's one of those comedies that it's self-aware. Yeah, it's really self-aware. And the sequel, Twenty Two uh, Jump Street, coming out soon. Looking forward to that. Um, I put on here as well. I couldn't believe they've actually like greenlit an in-betweeners movie sequel. The first one was fucking terrible. It was just a long episode. It was all right. Pap. It wasn't a great film, but it, oh, it had oh, enough right. giggles in it. It was nah. Right? Do we need another Expendables film? Really? <laughs> They'll just keep trying. I, I'd <sighs> be just see because he's he's he, going to want to finally get Seagal, isn't he? At some point, again, have a not if Van Damme's in it, huh? Not if Van Damme's in it. They well, Van Damme was in the second one, so I doubt Didn't he's they in the third. Kill Van Damme? One. Did they? I don't he, know. Might, well, he was the bad he guy was the in the bad second guy. one. So oh yeah. Well, because um, Van Damme and was Van Damme in the second one? Yeah. Because yeah. Van Damme and Seagal, he tried, apparently tried to get him for the first one, and they both basically said. Like Seagal was, I'm not going to be in it if Van Damme isn't it, and vice versa. So neither of them win the first one. Apparently, that's what happened. I don't so, know, but so, yeah, I suppose. I mean, I I could probably do a one man podcast about the films of Steven Seagal, um, but just to say that the man is not in good shape. No, I'll, so, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It would be a one man pod- podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be the only person talking and the only person listening. I think, and it would be brilliant. Would it? <laughs> um, the you can take that to the bank, <laughs> the blood bank. <laughs> We're finally apparently getting the. Sequel to Sin City. Yeah. 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 I that's enjoyed Sin City. Yeah, I did as well. Uh, I, that's another that. one I'm really looking forward to. And the sequel to 300 as well. I'll, I'll, I'll go watch. Yeah. There was wasn't there was never a comic book sequel to 300, was no, it? No, no. Uh, 300 Rise of Rise of an Empire. Yeah. That is, like yeah. That. Um, uh, that was... I remember when I went to see 300. I think I was still at... Was it long ago for me to be still at uni? I can't remember. I think I was with you, wasn't I? I, 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 I didn't see it with you, did you not? I don't no. think. But there was a point, like, I was, I was really having this, like, big ironic macho love for it and yeah. then about halfway through it i stopped pretending i was liking it because it was just shit yeah i yeah. didn't enjoy it and no. uh, um but yeah so i'm not really looking forward to the sequel no. well, i'm assuming you're not gonna go see it then yeah, yeah. pretty much uh, i mean the thing was I, I i read the the graphic novel of 300 which i didn't think was up to much either no so i guess it's not for me it's not no. for me okay there's an audience um, but it's not me the well talking of that which you know being quite a sort of uh epic and slightly historical but not being historically accurate so to say um it seems to be the year of historical epics because we're gonna we're getting pompeii um we're getting exodus and we're getting what's the noah one called it's just called noah noah yeah just so we're noah. getting like the story of noah's bloody big boat you are what really noah yeah, yeah, yeah starring yeah, russell, russell crowe <laughs> with his daughter played by oh god right. hermione granger <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you're a massive fan of. And then we've got um, Christian Bale playing bloody... Um, Moses. Moses in Exodus. There we go. Oh, there he is. God. And then we've got um, Pompeii Ass. about, obviously, you know... Well, Pompe- Pompeii I'm down with because that was real. Yeah, I'm a bit curious no, but, about the but, uh, biblical but epics. Pompeii has, like, one of the worst directors Who's I've ever known. It's Paul W.S. Anderson. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Him of Resident Evil. Oh, uh, oh God, yeah. Um, 
so it's uh, it's it's Pompey. It's starring um, Jon Snow of Game of Thrones. What's it called? Kit Harrington. Yeah, who yes. sounds like it's the most American sounding name you've ever heard. But he's incredibly English. Yeah, and he's not Northern, which pissed me off. But oh, uh, is he not? yeah, but Probably. he's um, he's in the trailer with this rippling six pack, old shaved <laughs> chest, <laughs> and it's like. I'm certain they didn't really do that in uh, yeah. in those days. To but be hey. fair, they're all going to die, surely. Aren't, yeah. they? aren't so, we going to yeah. be watching this going, you're all just dead? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. A bit I'll... like watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. I, I won't be seeing it, so yeah, couldn't. Yeah. I won't be. I definitely will not be seeing that. No, it, 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 out, out of the three of those, I'll see Pompeii. Would you? Yeah. Because oh, I'm not going to go watch like Moses or... Yeah, but Anderson's involved in believe Pompeii. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're only saying that because you've got some work through Three Musketeers. Yeah, God, that did was, you? That was crap. Uh, not actually in the film, oh, just yeah. for the. Uh, I don't really want to talk about it. It's quite depressing. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um Well, yeah, and then obviously the later on in the year we've got the the final of the three Hobbit films as well. Yeah, I still haven't seen second jet. The second one, second one's okay. Yeah. It's, it comes back to you know when you first said they're making three. Yeah. You think how can they? Yeah. And they just started to kind of stuff shit in. Yeah. So it depends how much you love. The Hobbit mm. as a, a piece of work. I mean, I was I'm a bigger fan of Lord of the Rings yeah. out, out of these two books, and I thought Lord of the Rings was 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 treated quite well by the films. Not so much with the Hobbit, just because of, of length and padding, and there's too much elves in the yeah. second one. Um, but I will watch the third one just because I like completion of, of yeah, the yeah. World, so. I, I've very yeah. much heard what you saying that it's it's back on form um, in the second one because the first one was. It was enjoyable, but it didn't need to be three hours long. And well, spent it's about... the second one as well. I mean, it's because none of them had to be that long. That's yeah, it's a, it's a, what, about a 300-page book? Shit just yeah, kind of uh, shoved in the second one as well. There's like an elven hobbit kind of love interest. Oh, yeah, uh, elven, like a love elven triangle, dwarf, sorry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. dwarf kind of love interest. Yeah, and it's with, um, uh, what's he called, Aidan Gillen? Who's like the the only dwarf without makeup on because he's so devilishly handsome? Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. No, I agree. With you guys over up there. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll still go and see it as well, yeah. just for, like yeah. you said, for completions purposes. I mean, but, it yeah. looks great, and Martin Freeman. I have a lot of time for Martin Freeman. Mm. He's um, yeah. Can we just I, say he was very good in the first episode of the new series of Sherlock the other night? You see, when I was watching mm. the Desolation of Smaug, mm. and you've got you got Smaug and uh, Bilbo having you know a big talk off, I just thought if you just put a deer stalker on Smaug. Oh shit! It's better <laughs> then, that is kind of bizarre. He also plays Benedict plays Smaug and he's the the necromancer, necromancer isn't he? As yeah, well, yeah. who's Sauron? Yeah. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, well, there's certainly a lot lot to look forward to in the coming year, and there's also a lot that we'll probably be ranting about. How the shit Lego movie? Year. I'm going to go see that. Oh, as shit! Well. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, the Lego movie. What that looks fun? What did, that actually does fun. look fun. See, when I first heard about it. In my head, all I could see were the Lego video games I've never been a fan of. Yeah. And then when I realised it was stop motion made with Lego mm. and it had Batman in it, yeah. I suddenly went, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, 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 that'll be a one to watch just to see. It's either going to be dog shit or like... Trailer really seems good. very funny, but have they put all the funny stuff in the trailer? We will see. Mm. We will see. But like I said, yeah, plenty to look forward to and plenty to rant about next year. This has been an extra long special episode. I'm not going to split this one into two <laughs> Don't episodes. Don't say Richie Mathin never gives you nothing. No. Look at this. <laughs> I do apologise for those people who do listen to this show, uh, perhaps um, on their commute or whatever. This is a, a long episode, but it's the first one of the year. Yeah, and, there's, yeah. and, there's and there's three, three, there's three of three us, episodes, so, so, you know, bollocks to it. But... I would just like to say thank you for you two chumps for joining me. No worries. And, uh, fun. and I'll see I'll see you both some time soon. I've just noticed the pattern on that duvet there looks a little bit like testicles. 
<laughs> Mate, see a doctor. Yeah, no, I <laughs> see a doctor. I, I should do. Right. That's not right. Well, on that note, thank you everybody, and I will see you soon. Say bye, chaps. Bye, bye, chaps. bye, bye, chaps. Bye, bye, bye. bye. <laughs>